What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pass the Barb. I'm your host, Ryan Pinkala, coming to you here. We are in the middle of the dog days of summer here, and it should come as no surprise that we are playing with a short bench again tonight. Joining me tonight, we got Mr. Adam Bartusek. I am here. Yeah, a little bit of a short bench. Um, for anybody who knows the bass fishing calendar in the upper Midwest, the end of July and the end of August is just a gigantic shit show. Uh, and that's kind of where we find ourselves right now. Uh, would reschedule it to a different part of this week, but like then I can't make it and Ryan can't make it. So like we're batting with the bench we got, but this is going to be a good episode. We're only doing every other week during the summer because we still have a shitload of stuff to talk about. Like plenty of stuff's been going down since we last chatted and to everybody who's brand new from the Gussie episode, welcome to our Canadian friends. Our two uh, highest listened to episodes, Pink, Canadian guests. It's what it is, man. We're flying yeah. the flag. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to start just... drinking maple syrup during this thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, might need to get, uh, we might need to get another Canadian guest or two on here and just be like, I guess, just lean right into it. We're Canadian now. Uh, eh? Yes, man. I'm about it. It's all good. But yeah. yeah, it's it's wild the, the everyone's schedule right now. So we're trying to just make things happen. I mean, even yeah, just getting things going tonight's just crazy. I mean, I can't believe that we even found a couple hours to ourselves here to figure this thing out. But here we go. Yeah, we got her. We'll be good. Uh, and yeah, we got some we got some really cool interviews and new episodes coming out in the coming months as well. So there's a plan. Yes. It'll all be good. We just knew this summer was going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, we're getting through it, but it's fun. So yeah, uh, what are you here? been up to lately, Pink? Dude, I kind of been just letting it rip. I, I, uh, I've been doing a decent amount of fishing now. Uh, you know, boats running good, which I'm super stoked about that. Have you changed uh, your batteries or anything yet? I know I got you that new Minkota charger. So I haven't, I do. I have a bunch of new equipment that's going to go in there. Uh, I'm super psyched actually to be putting some new electronics on there. Uh, I'm going to be putting a whole bunch of hummingbird stuff on there, uh, new uh, Minn Kota trolling motor, and then a bunch of other accessories. I got all lithiums for this thing. So it's going to be pretty decked out, I think, once we get it all in there. But it's a process, as you know, getting a new, getting a boat all rigged out, especially one that was already rigged <laughs> with a whole bunch of other stuff. So that process is kind of like, you know, whatever, I'm going through that and dealing with, you know, somebody's old wiring setup, trying to figure all that out. Um I got some other little things. I, I just picked up some uh, like rod tie downs, that kind of stuff. I got to get drilled into the boat and all set up in there. So yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. I think I might try to document a little bit of that process though. Cause I, for whatever reason, people seem to really like that stuff. So I'm just going to maybe hit that a little bit, see what, uh, see if I get anything going there, but yeah, super stoked. Uh, had the thing out, been ripping around doing a bunch of just local fishing. Um, and mainly bass and stuff. Uh, the pike fishing's been getting actually pretty good. Normally this like mid to late summer, uh, it really cranks up. I think it's like not that popular of a time because it's kind of shitty out and people are just don't like roasting out there. But there's a, a kind of a, a shallow pike thing, at least around here, that really goes pretty nuts like late July into early August. Um, gives you a shot at some big ones. They're not like those giant pre-spawners, but it's pretty fun to be able to capitalize on that deal. So I've been playing around with that a little bit. I got into them on two different lakes doing that. 
um, which has been pretty cool. So hopefully dial that in. But the bass fishing's actually been pretty good. And like you know, I kind of was out of the game for a while there, and uh, just kind of doing one-off tournaments and stuff now. But now that I got the boat, I've been I've been giving her a little bit more and and turning up some new stuff, trying to get my legs back under me in that department. But it's going pretty good. Um, but I, doing a, you know, doing a little bit of largey fishing around here, basically. Yep, doing some largey fishing, and you know, I mean. I've always kind of done the shallow water game and it's kind of like my bread and butter, but I've been dabbling with some deeper stuff. It's a little more difficult without the the right tools on the boat, you know, but still figuring some things out that way and just, you know, getting some different rods in my hand that I haven't been there in a while. So that's been fun, but no, dude, I'm, I'm all about it. I get out there, I'm ripping around, burning some gas and, you know, letting her eat. So yeah, good. for sure. Um, I have been, man, when was the last time we recorded? It was right before I went to Leech, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a – how would that go? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, dude, Leech is – I – so, you know how people find lakes that, like, they just want to buy a place by and spend a ton of time out there? Just because you like it or you'd like to figure it out more? Both. Okay. Like, Well, you, li- you I've, like that lake, though. I love it, and I okay. don't know why. Um, is it, like, a top five? Yeah, top three. It is top three. Top three. Yeah, it's okay. What what I and what I like about it is, I don't think anybody fully gets it yet. Like What's... it hasn't been untapped. Like the new smallmouth thing sure. out there. Like I was just recording actually the team trail recap show, and yeah. uh, was chatting with the winners, Easton and Gordon Fothergill a bit, and uh, they're probably the most dialed in out there by far right Are now. Are they Easton, like locals in that area? Yeah, uh, or okay. he might have a cabin in Grand Rapids. I don't know where they technically live right now, but he spends quite a bit of time out there. I was out there again this weekend, actually, and uh, Easton was there. And he has no tournament or anything coming up. He was just out there. And the- this is the dude that won that tournament. Right? Yeah. And like, okay. I've uh, kind of chatting with him and like, it's just cool because you talk to people about the lake and there's people catching them doing different things, but like you swear that what you're doing is the deal. And yeah. there's, there's just so many more smallmouth in there than I think people think there are. And that's what yeah. Gordon and Easton said tonight. Because I was like, is, is there it, a lot of them? Is there not? And they're like, there are so many more than people think they are. Yeah. Like, Isn't that so wild, many. though? On a Because Leech is a big, I mean, that's a big, that's a big lake. Dude, like, it's not just, it's it's over 100,000 acres. It's fucking Right. Enormous. And it's got a lot of like, I, arms I don't know they call them bends, arms or bays yeah. or whatever, but it has a lot of shoreline and, and it has like probably a lot of nuances offshore too. But I think this <sighs> like, Compare that compared to obviously like fishing down in the South Metro, right? Like obviously the lakes are tiny in comparison, but it's like, I feel like the like lakes in this area or even other parts of like the Midwest, you can like, you can pretty much figure them out. You can be like, this is how you catch bass in this place, but big fisheries like there or like Mille Lacs or, you know, whatever, even big chains of lakes, like in Wisconsin and stuff, like you're saying, like, you can totally be like, I know the deal. And it's totally like, something completely different than the other guy that's like i know the deal (laughs) yeah like it's it's big enough that like um dude i have been out there now just exploring and like i've figured out a deal out there and it's definitely a deal like and it's it's very much very good Mm -hmm. but it is extremely time consuming in the sense of like 
Dude, there are so many more rocks on Leech than any lake I have been to in my life. You're like, talking like big, like not just big like rock, little rock, rock like basketball size rock, gold, gravel, just all sand, rock, all like, sizes. Just dude, everything's rock. more transitions. Everything there, like yeah. people, everyone talks about like how many boulders there are on Malax. Leech fucking shits on Malax. It is yeah. not even close. Because imagine like Leech is about the same size around as Malax. Malax is a little bit bigger, but oh, you're talking just like general area. If you stack, if you stack, yes, if you stack yes. them on top of each other, yes, yeah, general yeah. area. However, Malax is a giant mud flat in the middle of it. It's a bowl. That's all it is. You got three right. mile like reefs and a couple of other reefs. Doesn't play. Yeah. No, there's literally nothing. The center of Leech is ten feet. The whole thing right. and there, is and ten to eighteen right? feet. There's rocks everywhere. Yeah, there's unmarked yeah. reefs. There's boulders. There's you name it, dude. There is mm-hmm. like I went out there on Saturday before Rello's wedding. Um yep. and I was like, I'm gonna scan this reef. Like I looked at it and it's a mile by a mile and a half. <laughs> yeah. Good joke. Like I scanned it for three and a half <laughs> hours. I had like 40% of it done, and I didn't find one yeah. thing that I was like, this is I think really good until the end and i was like that looks right went and chucked at it broke off a five pounder and i was like okay like that's that's right but (laughs) yeah it's cool because like it feels like a place that is very untapped and it feels like a place where there's going to be some very big tournaments coming when a fish is big right i mean you could have a pretty big tournament out there and not feel like oh like everyone's on my same shit here yeah well because like dude you could drive across and be like i'm gonna go pull up to this and as long as it's not windy if it's like if it's windy there's certain wind directions out there where like it will fish very small um sure especially because you can't access a lot of it yes you just there's nothing to fish right um but like you can run and be like, man, they might be on it and get there. And you're still a half mile from them. And you're like, Oh, I wonder what they're fishing. Like, right. and guess what? Between you, there's just a minefield of rocks. That's right. all it is. It's all rocks. And you're like, where mm-hmm. are these smallmouth? And, um, so I don't know. What, it's cool. Do you, do you get a temperature for like, I mean, I know that like the largemouth fishing is also very good at leech. Does, yeah. I mean, and does, that, the, does that play? only at certain times of the year or how does that set or well from what you know because i mean i've i've heard of some pretty big largemouth bags being weighed there as well Well, with with smallmouth now being there i don't think you're going to see a tournament unless it's a multi-day with a windy day or two i mm-hmm. don't think you're going to see a tournament one on largemouth there for a long time really like i think it's when you like when you saw the the malax thing happen kind of the same thing sure um okay. but the well, thing is I with mean, leech, they're, they're gonna stay so protected dude like it's because it, it, like imagine going to a place like malax right like it has the bags malax has uh it might be a lit like the average might be a hair smaller right now there's not quite mm-hmm. as many of them but there's a lot of yeah. them and uh it's just they're Imagine that, and guys are going out there like really good bass fishermen, and they're not catching one smallmouth in a day of practice. Sure. But then you got a guy like Easton and Gordon, who Easton's catching 10 to 20 of them a day, and they're all over four pounds. Yeah. So it's like crazy. It, it's very weird because it's so untapped. And I, I just, 
that dude i can see myself going down the rabbit hole there i hope there's big tournaments there for a long time because well and dude if there's a big one there i'm gonna go like and apart from the bass fishing it's it's like a hell of fishery in general i mean it's like one of the better musky lakes in the whole state for you know i mean dude there are muskies everywhere like you're looking around on live and you're like oh my god and there's walleyes everywhere that's what's crazy like you look (laughs) at it and I'm just like, like you see the walleye groups out deep or whatever. And you're like, what are yeah. you doing? Like, there's a pot of 80 of them right here. Like, yeah. but they're, I was, I, they're probably on them too. It's, you know, it's like, there's it's probably crazy. so much out there. Uh, but anyways, that was, that was a side tangent to what Leech is yeah. like now. I just love it. But uh, that's sick. But we how, okay. So recap this tournament. Cause it, I mean, spoiler alert, it didn't go that well. Yeah. But like it, for you, it could have went really well. Um, yeah, like I'm really excited to get up there next week for steak. Cause I think it could, yeah. it could get gross. Um, but it could also, it could weigh in three fish again, but, uh, you, well, so, okay. So you, you had, did you, pre- you practice for this other one or you did, you just went? Yeah, no. So I had, I had three days of practice. Um, and all the other teams had two guys. Voight was at the angler's choice that was in lacrosse for the first two days of our practice. So my day one, I caught like five, two pounders. And I was like, what the hell? Um, and like, I thought I had kind of figured out what it was, but I hadn't like the, the pattern that you had or yeah. Like I, and I yeah. still right now am like, I know what it is, but like, I don't, it, it's, okay. it's weird. Cause it, it's hard to explain. Cause like, that's, I can't, that's the I, confidence we're looking for. <laughs> it's hard to explain because like it's very specific okay shit and like you think dude there's just no variation in it because you're like oh that looks close and there's nothing on it and you'll like do that 80 times during the day okay so you're, you're hunting never, like a very specific type of rock and then, you, and then all of a sudden you go buy it and you're like mm-hmm. that's it five pounder got it okay and it's like, but then after four hours later, you forget what that looks like. Yeah. So you like run back over there, look at it, and you're like, okay, I got you it. You didn't save it as your your screensaver on your phone yet? Dude, I need to. Like, <laughs> it is so hard. Um, but no, so practice, first day didn't go that great. Second day, I went to an area of the lake that I had a lot of confidence. Um, day one, I just looked at all new water. And in areas of the lake where guys say they catch a lot of them. And I, I didn't. And so I went to the area where I've caught them. I mean, in the first hour, I had like 21 pounds and I was like, okay, like I'm doing the right thing. Like I know what it is. And then. Is that about what you thought it would take to win? No, I thought it'd take 23 plus. I was like, I got to find 23 okay. plus, but like, as long as I'm catching, I knew there were with the wind forecast, I knew there probably wouldn't be a lot of bags over 20. Um, so you're like, if I'm getting 20 or better, I just need to get lucky and get a big bite. Yeah. I just need more <laughs> shit basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was a bunch of guys starting to show up and play the wind game. Um, Cause it was supposed to blow on tournament day. And mm-hmm. I called Voight, uh, and I told him, I was like, dude, here's a deal. Cause it was like, he had just finished uh, his tournament. It was like three. I called him and I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, we had had two good finishes and we get a drop in this circuit. 
So I was like, we're going to big dick swing here. This might be our drop, but like, we got to go to the windy. We got to go to where it's going to be windy because we're going to have it to ourselves, And Mm -hmm. we might be able to drop a mega bag in the first hour or two. And that's kind of what the consensus was in that recap show I just filmed. Everybody was like, well, I'm going to try to get to fish it. Nobody else is going to fish. Um, so then Voight got, you know, that day went well for me. And then Voight got up there. That last day went really well. Once we had two boats, like we were humming, we were finding fish, like it's very obvious what they were on then. Um, mm-hmm. And then tournament day came and it was blowing a lot harder than they predicted. So now is he, is he fishing? Is he fishing the same pattern or is he doing? Yeah. Like I call, I called him. I, I went by a spot where I caught some, I took a picture of it on my side imaging and I said, don't stop until you see this. Okay. So like Like, you guys are going to see wavelength. It wasn't like, you were like, you find your fish. I'll find mine. No, I was like, dude, here's the deal. (laughs) Like there's way too much stuff that, cause once you start side imaging out there, man, it Mm -hmm. is 24 seven. Like that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. That looks good. So it's easier to just take a picture and be like, don't stop till you see this Mm -hmm. and just ignore everything else. Unless it is like, it could be it, you know, like like you see a giant cluster or a random rock pile or something. It's it's highly specific and they don't just wander. Like, no, they live there. It's crazy. Um, but uh yeah so we ended up finding a bunch but tournament morning um they were forecasting 10 at takeoff which it probably was about that it was honestly maybe even a little bit less i was pretty i was pretty happy in the morning because my i was able to go 63 all the way to where i wanted to start which was on the windy side um pulled up to our first spot I told him we were going to make five casts because it was kind of in a community area. And I thought we'd still be able to fish it around 10 AM for a little bit, but I wanted to get to where it was going to get dangerous. Um, like as soon as possible, I just knew this one spot I had found, like if as many were there that day as when I found it, we were going to have 20 to 25 pretty quickly. Um, but you felt it was going to get too rowdy like there for you. Yeah, well, I thought I'd be able to fish it till 10, but that's where we get now. We pulled up, made like five casts, and I was like, doesn't feel right. Let's get out of here. Um, So we left, and I ran over to the windy side, and, dude, it's like 8 in the morning, and I'm already surfing waves. Like, I'm going with them, and I'm surfing them with my nose up, Mm -hmm. and I get over to this one spot. It's just – this one was – it's just one big boulder. Um and they they seem to like this boulder they've been there every time i've been there um actually except for this weekend but i think it was (laughs) they weren't there this weekend but i think it's because it was dead dead calm for like the only time ever on leech um so i get over there finally get positioned because it takes like 10 minutes to get positioned in those type of waves put spot lock down catch like a three and a half almost four right away um but then didn't get another bite there for a couple casts. And I kind of thought that could be the case there. I just wanted to make sure I hit it. So then we ran over to a spot Voight found and we pull up to it. And like, I'm looking at mega live and there is at least 
10 to 20 of them suspended three feet off the bottom. So at least you had the ready to go. They're yeah. They're, they're, they're ready, ready to fire go. them up, you know? And, and I mean, I, I are the ones on leech. Like if you get, if you, if you catch it one or two, like the rest of them get real, real angry and you can, uh, back them. I haven't figured that part out yet. I honestly think, I think that they're so dumb right now, not even dumb, but like they're so not used to pressure that yep. when you catch one, a lot of them follow each other. Oh, so you're pulling them off. So of what you pull them on. off. Yeah, yeah. So then like you want to go back because like they'll reset up, but you got to right. give them an hour or two. And okay. that's not really a, that's what we so ended fish up is a little different out. than, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't really do that um, mm-hmm. in five footers. So we went there, caught like a, line burner first cast actually and then uh we each broke one off on our next cast beauty so then they all left and watched (laughs) him leave on live i was like that's sick that's well and and then you know they're fucking gone like yeah that's the thing with live that's like it kind of sucks because it i mean when they dip you know they dipped it's not like oh maybe but <laughs> yeah, no, they're gone. They're definitely yeah. gone. And uh went out to another spot. This one was out in the shit. And it's like 9 a.m. now. I get out there and this was I'll like I will honestly say for a 20 second period there, it's the only time I've been scared in a boat. Like I got Running out there and fishing. like I like boating. Like got out like there you were, and out. not like you were on the front deck, like you're driving. Yes. I was yes. like, okay. once I got on the front deck, I was good. Yeah. It was the getting there. Um, right. yep. Got there and I was like, okay, I got the trolling motor down and I'm like, oh my God, like this is huge right now. And um, pull up to it. They're sitting there, chuck in, break another one off first cast. Oh and I had caught a four and a half there the day before and there were a bunch of them with it and yeah, broke it off and couldn't God get him damn. to go again. And I was like, then you're basically tail between the legs. Like, okay, do we go rerun spots and the wind's just going to get even bigger? Or do we get out of here now and just maximize our time? Yeah. So we made, we made the decision to get out of there at about 10, 1030. It took about 45 minutes to get back across the lake. Um, and then we had to spend 15, 20 minutes, like re-screwing in my graphs and my mounts and like, dude, that like good old fashioned pummeling. It's so mean. I love it. It's so mean. There's no good way to ride the waves. It sucks. Um, but yeah, then we ran around and just never really ran into them to be honest. That's kind of what happened. That's tough though. And like I, this breaking fish off sucks. Do you know, did do you know why you were losing them or what was the No, deal? I honestly don't know. One of them just main one of them my FG not broke for the first time in maybe ever. Yeah. An FG not like break. not failure. Like not failed. And I was like, what? Like Damn. I tied my, like I pulled on them really hard the night before. And it was like my first hook. <laughs> gave her a tug, hey, you know? Yeah. I was, was like, good. what? Yeah, what? And then uh <laughs> 
The other one, the other one, I think there's a ton of zebra mussels out there. And I just think Thanks. like I threw it on the other side of the rocks and he ate it and then went back yeah, down and with Nick in your line or something. Well, with all the waves and everything, dude, like there could have been a bow in my line that went by the rocks. Oh, yeah. And when I set the hook on him, it just nicked a zeb the wrong way and it was yeah. gone. But yeah, I mean, then we just scrambled around, caught another that was a little over four and. I mean, we were realistically with whatever we broke off still could have had in that 18 to 21 caliber. It's just execution yeah. was could not have been more dog shit. Yeah. And then your wheels are spinning and you kind of game plan goes to hell. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. But it it still took a pretty big bag, right? Even though the weather was kind of shitty. Yeah. So Easton and Gordon weighed in. It was like 2298. They had about that 23 okay. mark, um, which yeah. is and this about was just what a thought. one day, right? Just a one day. Yeah. One day. So now uh, state will be up there next week and that's three days. Um, I've always preferred that. I like multi-day tournaments. So do I so much better. Love them. I, I love multi-days. I got, so then anyways, to what went on with my life, that was a long rambling yeah. about Leech Lake, but uh yeah. Then we went up to Rello, got married in Bemidji. So congrats to the Lopez's. Uh, got to see a ton of people that I normally only see at the St. Paul Ice Show. And like for, I mean, a very brief amount of time. So it, it was super fun catching up with everyone. Alyssa That's finally, nice. she finally got to meet everyone I've talked about for All like right. yeah. nine to 11 months. So yeah. she met Sobe yeah. for the first time. Um, yeah. Met Steph and like everybody. So how was the, uh, how was like the after party? It was a cool, like cool venue and everything or what? Yeah. They had it at the fairgrounds, um, which say. was cool. Cause it was just basically in a giant tin shed. So <laughs> it, okay. yeah, it was like dressed up nice <laughs> and it, it was very fun. Uh, very yeah. Bemidji. And it was just cool seeing everybody. Uh, but yeah, so I dragged my boat up there then too, because I knew yeah. the Blackfish is this coming weekend on Minnetonka. Mm -hmm. And the day after the Blackfish is when state starts, basically. They have the meeting and everything, and then it starts Wednesday. But I knew I wasn't going to get practice for Leech. So I dumped my boat into Leech Lake the morning and then all day sun well not all day sunday i got out there at about 10 30 because i was hella hungover but uh <laughs> went out there till sunset and i did a full lap around the lake and just marked as much shit as i possibly could and yeah. that same type of pattern you were looking same at. type of pattern i casted maybe a hundred times i caught a five a four and a half and a couple twos I was like, okay, like, I think, like, I have a couple spots that I'm like, these are good. Like, I know these are good. Uh, I'm going to hit those first, and then we're going to go pre-fish mode. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes, but very excited for the next cool. week or so. Like, the next week and a half is just straight bassing. We get to go big largemouth fishing on Minnetonka, and then it'll be yeah. right back to Smallyville, USA, back up to Leech. Um, yeah. but that three dayer, I've had a lot of people ask me like, man, it could get one with largemouth or a mixed bag. Like, yeah, you just don't know. Or, or, they or like one, one day something else could play, you know, cause it's three days, but yeah. Hmm. But my goal is to try to crack 20 a day of smallies, but 
I think I'll be able to make the divisional team. I should be able to make the divisional team if I can just have one of those really good days, like the 23-pound days. Top three move on, or what is it? No, so the, they changed Bass Nation now. Um, they made the divisionals way bigger and the national oh. championship way bigger. That's basically an open field now. So what it is now is if you finish top six in the state tournament, you go straight to nationals. Okay. So that's a goal. That's where I'm like, okay, if I catch 18 a day of smallmouth, I will make the national. No doubt in my mind. I might even win, to be honest. But uh, my goal is, so then the next 10 go to divisional. So if you finish in the top 17 or 16, you're moving on, something like that. So I'm figuring that'll end up being around 15 pounds a day. Okay. So you're still, I mean, you still got to catch them. You still got to catch them, but it gives you the playing around where like, if you have a 20, 20 to 23 pound day, like it is very possible out there. Yeah. Um, you can have then a 10 pound day. Like I had with three fish and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But you, you can also leave bag. them biting if you've got a decent bag already. You don't have to burn it to the ground if you if you got something going. Yeah, but I'm probably just going to try to get the absolute biggest bag I can if they're biting that day. Yeah, I, I don't think close. I'm going to try to save fish out there. I'm just going to burn a place to the ground and. Well, and if you, it sounds like you got you found a lot, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Cool. I think I have 800 waypoints out there now, and I have <laughs> a lot of faith in 10 of them. <laughs> spreading yourself thin already that's good no that should be sick and yeah i'm curious to see how that goes uh what what's the date of that tournament Uh, it's like august 2nd through 4th but i'm intrigued by the blackfish now i'm see what going on void i'll be with matt Void again yep um but i've been chatting with griffin he said tonka's fishing pretty good so nice. Well, that's a good change. Sounds because it has been tough. Sound like yeah. It seems like well and good. I don't think it's like 2019 by any means when every tournament was 20 plus pounds. But I think it's more of like it doesn't suck. Like it well, did early, earlier years. this year. It sounded like it was tough to even catch like three and a half pounders. Yeah, the largemouth were a problem. <laughs> like, I don't know where it they did were. Not sound fun at all. It was really gross. It was actually yeah. very gross. So yeah. I don't know what happened, but it seems like they're biting a bit better. Yeah. Uh, I cannot be verify to, that. Interesting to see. I like following that one too, because it's definitely like an interesting field of guys on a very interesting lake. So Yeah, and it's 15K now for first place. Biggest payout yeah, so for a single event in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. That's super that'll, good. That'll be sick. But yeah, we are, we are in the prime of bass fishing season now. Yeah. Uh, and... I was like looking at the calendar and it's that good old time of year too, where you're like, man, it's the end of July. Then you have August and you're like, holy shit. September is like right know. there. It's like, it's going to be fall in like five minutes. Yeah. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. But Hey, even with the bass fishing stuff, I mean, we've been, we've been giving her a little bit, this tourney Tuesday thing. We've been filming a little bit with Sam. Uh, for yeah, we got to go. We got to get, <laughs> we got to get on the, on the train. Well, here's the deal. We we'll, keep we'll finishing give everybody the update. middle of the pack. We, yeah, we're having we're we're I mean we're not doing bad, but we're not doing good. We're not and doing up like, to my standards. <laughs> yeah, like we both are like, yeah, we should 
be doing better than we are. And we've been like, we've been struggling a little bit early. Like these are short tournaments. They're only like four hours. So you, you pretty much have to put it together right away or like us, you put it together in the last hour. Yeah. And we're really bad at getting good. a limit before 8 PM. I don't think we've done it once this year. No, even on prior no. where you can catch but, a billion but we had a couple, 12 inches. Yeah. We had a couple where, you know, it was like, it kind of went down right at the end, which was fun, but, we kind of had to leave them biting to run back in. And then we just didn't end up getting that bag we needed, but we're sitting. Uh, so the way that this thing is formatted basically was the top five, go to the championship. Uh, we are like two points out of the top five right now. Yeah. And we're an eighth. There's a log <laughs> jam for that. fifth It is. Place. It is very competitive. I think the top, the top three are pretty much locked unless they absolutely even shit. Even top four. I think Sylvie's in fourth, and he's yeah, like Sam 10 points away fourth. from us. True, like, but, I mean, anything can happen, dude. It can. You, it, you can you can have one really bad tournament and totally change everything because it's kind of the, I guess, golf scoring, right? Where it's yes. like you're basically where you place is your how many points you get. Yep. So, you know – you. You can you can move around on the leaderboard pretty quickly, especially if you're doing well or if you're doing really bad. If you keep finishing in the middle, you're pretty much going to remain there. But we need we need a couple top threes quick, and there's yeah, only I three, think, three tournaments to go. <laughs> I think tomorrow we got a shot. I uh, yeah. I poked around. I did the good old pulled the boat out of the driveway, dumped into a lake for ninety minutes. and just drove around in a circle, being like, which one of these do I really care about the most? And uh, yeah. found a little bit, so hopefully we can catch. I'm a not few. gonna lie; sometimes those are the best practices, though. Just give yourself a clue and then go, versus like burn everything down and then then you're kind of where you just were at. So going Honestly, it was know. just re nice. It was nice re scanning things for the first time in probably like seven years, just with new eyes and yeah, new graphs yeah. too, like better graphs. So like I looked at a few spots and I was like, oh shit, I didn't know it set up like you this. ever. Uh, you ever you ever fish a spot like that you know well, right? Yes. And yep. and then so you, you fish it for a lot of years. Like you you feel like you're like intimately know this spot and then and then you don't fish for a long time or you don't revisit that lake for a while. And then you go back and you rescan it and you're like, holy shit, I this is not what I thought this looked like. You can know what I mean? Like getting just a new perspective on it, or like you, you know, you get better at reading your electronics or whatever, but you drive back over it and you're like, damn. This this sets up a lot differently than I remember, and then you fish in a different way, and it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that was like uh, that was today. Honestly, I went yeah. out to this one spot, scanned it, and I was like, "This looks a little different than I thought it did." And I yeah. pulled into it a way I never do, and mm -hmm. caught one first cast, and I was like, "Cool." And I like looked around, kind of on live, because oh yeah, like I said, on the way in, my three sixty and one of my Solixes, um, rip. All right. Oh, on leash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're currently getting mailed back to me from Humminbird. They won't be here till Wednesday. So I only That's had my live and surgery. My, <laughs> yeah, I only had my live and uh, my side imaging. So I was like, okay, I want to make sure I mark this really good because I don't have 360. And I looked mm -hmm. at it. And I was like, man, this looks pretty legit. And yeah, I caught a couple. Then I was like, well, what about this part? I've caught them off this. And I went and throw out that part and I don't catch any. I'm like, weird. Um but then, yeah, found found one actually really sneaky spot. Yeah, um, 
Well, I mean, I can tell you what it is. This also doesn't come out. We're literally Wednesday. fishing together. Yeah. Dude. And it, yeah, <laughs> we're fishing together. And I'm like worried about like, someone's going to hear hold the podcast. back. It's coming. This is coming out after the tournament, dude. Yeah. But uh, oh, no, man. I found someone. I don't know if it's always been there or not. I don't think it has because I totally would have marked it before. I think someone totally dumped their own rock pile in and in the winter. Love it. Like, Love cause it. it's the perfect size of an ice house. And it's like <laughs> right on the end of where another rock pile is. And I like looked at the, people putting in that work. Yeah. I like looked at the rock pile I normally throw at. And I'm like, well, there's a few there. And I like, look at this definite rock pile. And I like, look at it with live and I'm like, well, there's fish there. And I threw at it once and just dung. I was like, okay, well, leave that alone. And then me and Sobe were just spot hopping for, like I said, I was out there for 90 minutes. So he was out there longer than I was. Yeah, that's sick. I, I'm excited. And like, it's kind of, I, I really like crunch time, like where you're kind of in this position where you're like, you have to get it done. Yes. I, I kind of dig that part of like competitive fishing where you're, you're fishing for points versus just like, we got to win, which like a win would help us substantially. But when you're kind of like, I just want it for confidence. Well, we can't just lay up. You know what I mean? That's what I like. It's like, we're going out there and we got to, I'm trying to remember if Sobe and I have won out here before. I think we just always finish good. I don't think I've won out here before. I know him and Steph have. Yeah. Well, but we we'll should we should out. do good. We're gonna we're gonna dedicate to a program more than likely, um, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we yeah. definitely need a good finish. And yeah. I got I actually have a little surprise for you. I do oh, have um, I called in some reinforcements. Oh, here we go. And it's not who, who you got? think it is. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of the fun part of this. Uh, I'm sending it up right now. They'll pop in in a bit, but all right. Well, so here, I'll go with this. So, uh, yeah, so the Tourney Tuesday thing's been going pretty good. It's fun. Uh, just a little club deal. It's like 14 bow. It's pretty pretty, pretty competitive. I mean, there's some really good guys in it. It's been fun kind of just going every week. Uh, but, yeah, that's winding down. Um, I did. We got uh, this tournament, then we got a week break. So you can do yeah. a little scouting while I'm gone. So we got, yeah, we have a week off and then the final two of the season going into the championship, which fingers crossed, we get it done enough to get in there. But um, one other thing that's going on, we haven't been really talking about any of this stuff lately. It's been pretty much the fishing grind, but we're getting into, we're getting into some, some hunting things are happening already. Oh, no way. We're in, I mean, we're in the middle of like tag draws. Well, the tag draws, dude, which like, I think for guys, like you don't hunt really a lot. Oh, I guess or hunt out west. It's it's an interesting time of year because, like, none of this none of the hunting seasons are, like open. Other than there's some crazy stuff like you know up uh, like caribou things happening way up north and whatever. But um, like pretty much the the western hunting scene, you know, you apply for all these tags in the spring, like early spring, you know, February April, uh, and then you have to wait to get drawn, so you don't actually know like what you're gonna be doing. Because yes. you have to actually like, because like you're drunk. still trying to make plans basically right now until you have your tags, right? Right, right. So you're kind of like everything's in limbo. Like I don't know what seasons I'm going, what states I'm going. Like I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, so some of the puzzle pieces have fallen into place, and I did have some serious tag drama that just went down. 
uh, in Colorado. Well, I hope this is good. In Colorado. So uh, I, I try to hunt Colorado pretty much every year for elk or deer, mule deer. So some uh, had some some big plans out there for for elk season this year, which uh, <laughs> I've been saving up preference points in Colorado to try to get like a limited draw unit and everything, which is like basically lim the limited hunting pressure. There's just like you know it's like a lottery for these tags, right? So I've been saving up preference points like every year I put in for these units and then I hunt like on a tag where I don't need preference points so I can like continue to build points. Right. And finally decided going to try to cash my points in going to do a hunt with my dad uh, in this one zone, did a ton of research, figured we're totally good. We should be able to draw these with the points we have. There's some cool like websites out there that you can kind of assess how many points you're going to need to draw Been using like go hunt for that, which is kind of a cool one. Um, we applied, we, we messed up though, dude. No way. Cause we, sh we should have applied as a group. So there's, the, you can apply like individually or you can apply it as a group. And like the benefit to applying as a group is it's all or nothing. Like we're either both going to yeah. draw or neither of us are going to draw. Well, we didn't apply as a group and then we split in the draw. So he drew like this awesome limited entry elk, bull, like bull elk tag. And I got nothing in the draw which is a problem for kind yeah, of our, can you even go? Well, so here's the thing. So that's a problem for like our draw strategy. Cause like we hunt together a lot. Right. And so the thing with like splitting is not only is it like, I don't have a tag, but now we're also uneven in preference points. So like essentially he burned his points to get the tag. So he goes down to zero and I still have all these points. So then it's like, it kind of sets off the next couple of years as being weird too, where it's like, well, I'm not going to burn oh, my points yeah. on a low draw hunt to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, it presents like more than just like an immediate. <laughs> this, this, this is future pro pink problems now. Yes. Yes. So it's like, Oh my God. So then I'm like, okay, well here, here's what I can try. There's a secondary draw in Colorado, right? Which like there's any tags left over from that initial one or, or whatever you can, you can try to get those. So I did my research. Okay. Yep. Secondary draw is coming out in, uh, in, in June, like June, you got to apply. And I applied for that. There was some, there were some buck tags left and there were some cow elk tags left. And I'm like, okay, I'm applying for both. I just want to give tag me in my something, <laughs> get me a tag for this unit. Right. Applied, got, got blanked in the secondary draw. Oh my like, God. Gotta be kidding me. So now I'm like trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Cause he's, and at this point, so you can't just like, so say you draw, like you have the opportunity to like turn your tag in. Like, yeah. so in a situation like this, you can be like, Oh, I don't want to go or whatever. Well, uh, in Colorado, the way it works is basically you have to decide if you want your money back or if you want your points back. So like elk tags in Colorado are pretty expensive. They're like, uh, like 750 bucks. Right. So it's like you either got to decide if you want your 750 back or if you want your points restored. And you took points, right? Well, I didn't draw anything, so I didn't have to make that decision. Oh, I okay. Told, oh, but your dad him, does. But I told him, I'm like, dude, don't turn it in. Like, just we'll figure something out. Like, either like I'll come with like no tag. I don't know. I wasn't sure because I was like, God, dude, I don't want to go with no tag. Like, not that I couldn't or whatever, but I'm like, it's a, it's a lot of days to like go out there just to go hiking and like pack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, well, 
we'll see what, I don't know, maybe I'll figure something out or whatever. And I was just like in the, I kind of was just like putting it out of my head. I was just like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or like, get I try to find like a bear tag or like just some rent, I, anything like get me something. So whatever secondary draw comes out, get nothing there. I'm kind of just sitting on it and stewing. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like basically the only other scenario that could possibly work in Colorado is in August, there's a leftover list that comes out and then any remaining tags for any unit that are still available or somebody turned in or whatever are on this list. And it's like a, it's super weird deal. Cause it's, it's very informal. It's just like a list gets posted online and, and you can you, like, you can just sit it. there and keep clicking <laughs> refresh, 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 refresh. Something pops up and you're like, I want that. You can just buy it right now. Oh and as soon God. as it's in your cart and it's bought, it's gone. Like no one else can have it. So it's, it's like, I did not want to have to deal with that. Cause that is like super stressful and it, you, it consumes your life. Like you would have to just sit on this literal website and just try to find something. Yeah. Then I, so then the other day I'm at, I'm chilling at work, right? I got my, my email up, my, you know, my like Gmail account. And I just happened to see this email. It was just like from a, like somebody's name. You know how, like you, like if I was to email you, it would just say like Ryan pink or whatever, like on the, on the from. So it was like that. It was just like some dude. And then like in the, in the uh, subject line, it said something about Colorado game and fish or whatever. I'm like, Oh, okay. I click on it. And it's literally a guy, it's a dude at like fish, Colorado fishing game or whatever, just sending me this email, like super informal. That's just like, Hey, like somebody turned in a tag for this unit. Uh, and you're like the next one on the list that was in the draw. Do you want it? You're like, fuck. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm getting fucking punked right now. First of all, you're and, like, would you so, like my car insurance info too? Yeah, literally. I'm like, <laughs> my security number sent. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I, and so he had like a phone number and thing. So I, I tried calling him, left a voicemail, I emailed, like, I'm like all in, I'm like, figure this out right now. And, uh, whatever, long story short, I got this tag. So now I got a bull tag for the same unit, There uh, you go. The same hunt. But I was like, holy shit. Cause it was like a two month deal of just like, what am I going to figure this out? But anyway, so got a sweet tag for Colorado. Super stoked about it. Like limited draw bull tag for a unit I've been wanting to hunt for a while. And uh, we got two of them. We got two bull tags for this unit. So we're in total like scouting mode. I think we might even do like a scouting trip out there this summer and just get get eyes on some of this area because we haven't hunted any of this. Uh, this would be like totally just new to, ground. Yeah, just to get a lay of the land. Well, and that's the deal because it's like, these limited draw units unless you unless you just go out there and spend time and learn the area like you can't hunt them every year you know what i mean yeah. like you have to save up to even just go there so um it, it should be a different deal but i'm i'm pretty stoked about it and, and uh should have a a legit chance at maybe actually getting the drop on some really big bulls which is really cool but we'll see what plays out but yeah so that and and secured a couple other uh mule deer tags so right now i got two mule deer buck tags in my pocket for two different states and i got a colorado bull elk tag so well there you go that's awesome things are happening so we have our guest here we can bring him in right now or do you want to play Sylvie's message for the fans quick yeah let's let's let's, then we'll bring then we'll bring our guy in so he's getting a little bit of a warning shot here all right let's do that first so i uh sam sent me a little update here and those of you who know, um, I always give Sam crap for practicing for Tuesday, but I was one of them this week. 
and yeah. he was sitting on a rock pile and I totally flew by him and just blew him with a rooster tail. So, <laughs> so he did say he was busy tonight. Yeah, he he's out practicing I for mean, Journey Tuesday. I dumped in for like so. literally, I think it was ninety minutes, and then I loaded the boat and left. I saw a bolt of lightning, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good," and I left. Um, but yeah, Pinky got it. I do, but actually, first thing I got a little update from Will here. Oh, we got uh, Will too. Wow, here we go. Well, it's it's a text. I'll, I so he uh, Will made it up to Alaska uh, in just the past couple of days. I think. Uh, yesterday or the day before, he actually yep. made it up there back to the uh, Nushigak. Nushigak. Yeah. And I Nushigak should also Nushigak. say we are all aware that I totally forgot to ask Gussie the question he asked. Yeah. For, Major nobody... drop ball. Yeah. Saving grace here is that Will won't listen to any of it. Uh, yeah. So we're good. He can't. So that's good. Uh, but I'm sure he'll be pissed about it later, which is fine. Um, but anyway, he made it up to Alaska. So he's going to be guiding up there for, I think, two months. Yeah, Too I'm not sure, there. to be honest, but yeah. But uh, he texted me. He said uh, he made it up there all good. He said they just went out and did a little fishing uh, today. He got up there. He actually, like, got to the, the camp yesterday. Uh, they fished today. He said it was pretty good. There's some fish around, but more are coming into the river every day. So they're fishing for silver salmon up there. Uh, he said there are some chum salmon around, too, which are pretty cool. But sounds like the silver bite has been really good. And uh, it's only going to get better every day. So he's he's stoked to get some uh, some people in camp and get them out there and start smashing on some fish. Nice. Um, so super cool. I'm sure we'll get some updates here and there from that. But he'll be up there grinding it out and hopefully clubbing a bunch of salmon. Um, All right. But here we go. So Sam sent me this update. We'll see what he's got going on. Uh, how do we do this here? Oh. The good old audio. Oh, here thing. we go. Here we go. Uh, for me, it was, I was, dope. all right. Here we go. Little past the barb. Little past the barb life update. Uh, for me, Sam Sobey. Uh, I'm not here tonight. I apologize, fellas. Thank you. The show must always go on. And for you fellas to be there, I appreciate the hell out of it. Here's a little life update on my end. I've been freaking running. I've been running like an Olympic sprinter with a dang bum leg just hobbling around up north, back down south, up north, down to Florida, back to Minnesota, ripping, 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 um, but it's all good things. Uh, basically, after some time up north and Fourth of July stuff, I freaking ripped home, fished a derby on, on a home lake to me. Steph and I, we got second place. It's freaking awesome. I don't know where Pink and, and Bart ended up, but things are things are getting tight in this, as far as the Tourney Tuesday realm. Uh, immediately after that, caught a flight down to ICAST, Florida, uh, and ICAST was incredible. The whole Crush City Plastic Line by Rapala, it's, it's a major hit, and um, I, I didn't get a full, the full ICAST experience where I really got to walk around and see potentially some really unique baits, but I did see Bob Brown a little bit, and there's, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up, big swim baits from different companies, and just, just a lot of different unique plastics and, and tackle in general, but overall, ICAST was incredible. The nightlife of ICAST is unbelievable. It's just so many folks from all across the industry are getting together and enjoying some cold beers, and they just they tear down the bars and the strip in Orlando, and it's it's a great time. But after very, very busy three days and no sleep, ripped back home, packed the boat up, went up to Whitefish Chain, did the Champions Tour, got my butt absolutely smoked, demolished. I learned a lot. Um... But, yeah, overall, really poor finish. 
but it was fun to see the whitefish chain. That was my first time ever going there. Immediately after that, freaking ripped home. I slept for about four or five hours, packed things up, headed up to Bemidji, and went to my best buddy's wedding, Beverly Lopez, and it was it was phenomenal. I, I was an usher, uh, and I love the duty of being an usher in a wedding because you get to be in the wedding party, but you don't have to stand up there in front of everybody, and then you can just kind of escort a variety of folks down um, down to their seat. It was fun. I was I was having fun with it. It doesn't matter if they were young, old. I was giving them programs and telling them we got a slight west wind today. There's going to be some cover underneath the pavilion, <laughs> but uh, the log cabin seating is great lumbar support, and it just it was fun to just have a good time with my good buddies down there. Um, Bart was down there dancing his butt off with his beautiful girlfriend. Got to really meet and talk with her more, and she. She seems like she is incredibly out of Adam's league. She's uh, an awesome <laughs> whip. Oh, it might have cut me off. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> he called me right back. <laughs> I, was, I was rudely cut off there by being called iPhone 4 voicemail. And <laughs> uh, but I'll just I'll wrap it up. Either way, been busy as heck, been fishing a lot, and... Uh, I guess, yeah, but I'll, I'll end with the wedding was phenomenal. I don't know what happened towards the later half of the wedding because I was escorted out of the wedding by my girlfriend because I just, I could no longer dance. And the last thing I remember is talking some fishing with Bart and some of these guys at a picnic table. And I just kept saying, I just want to dance. I just want to dance. And um, Steph, she wouldn't let me go back and dance anymore. So <laughs> she brought me home on the shuttle bus. But overall, things are good. Uh, miss you, fellas, and uh, I'll let you continue the podcast here. All right, but he, like a good time, and I did, I did get some really good Snapchats from there. Uh, he did, but, uh, he did want to dance. He was uh, so yeah. we had a couple of whiskey sevens. Um, yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, sure he he, did. he wanted to dance real bad, but he had a few issues with motor functions. Um, uh, he know, was an usher, man. Good. He was busy ushering it out. Yeah, but joining us now, uh, I don't know if you guys have met before, but a good friend of mine as well, Mr. Bailey Eichbritt from the Serious Angler podcast and the Kayak Fishing World. What's going on, man? What's up, boys? What's going on? How are you? I'm good, man. It was a... Uh, invite out of left field, but I, I'm uh, I'm pumped to be to be on. <laughs> you had a solid what three four minutes to get ready for this bad boy, huh? Yeah, yeah, something like I uh, I got off our live stream tonight. We had our uh, we had a live show tonight, and then I got went upstairs, hopped in the shower quick because I was going to grind out some editing tonight. I'm literally getting out of the shower, ready to come back down, do some more work, and I get a I see a text from Bart as I'm literally like getting a towel wrapped around myself, and it's like, hey, you want to come on the show? I'm like, when? He's like, now. now. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I could do that. I knew I had one more, like I had a good old uh, Bailey hopping on the podcast last minute in my back pocket because I helped him back in the day once or twice with serious angler <laughs> stuff. In those favors, huh? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yeah. I need a favor. I know Bailey will be there for me. So yeah, for people who don't know Bailey, Bailey's a podcast host for serious angler, like I said, and a badass uh, kayak fisherman. We give him a lot of shit for it, but he does really, really well in the kayak world. Uh, Photoshop's a wonderful thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Got it. Yeah, really yeah, for fake. sure. But uh, I think what we're gonna dive into now, Bailey, were you at iCast? Uh, I was. I was actually with with Sam. Uh, a little bit with Sam. I should say five minutes with Sam. He was too busy drinking, not 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 much working. 
but he he was he was working on the I'm beers. Shocked. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Uh, yeah, I was at ICAST, man. I was locked down in the pure fishing booth literally from the show start to the show end in media meetings every 30 minutes. So uh, I didn't get to see much of the show, unfortunately, man. I, I literally had to go to the show at like an hour and a half before it started just to go say hi to like the Blackfish boys and all that. I, uh, I snuck away during one happy hour, had a beer with Sam, and that was about it. There you go. Well, I think what we're going to dive into now, so it's uh, kind of a special edition of Geared Up um segment where we will chat about anything we think is cool or really shitty uh i think the only thing we've ever talked yeah. about that's really shitty is when i brought up graph glass graph glass yeah that <laughs> but, was our uh, major like stopping zone for what's the shitty thing i geared up but yeah essentially we're just gonna go in the for this one we just want to talk about basically like some of the either best or cool things that we saw from icast and at least one thing that you thought was pretty shitty that came out at ICAST. So right. that's pretty much where we're going with it. But I'll, I'll lead it off because I do. I got a couple here. But uh, one thing that I did I thought was cool uh, that came out, and I think there will be more of this like in the near future. I know it's kind of like a thing that's starting to go is like so, a lot more of these like electric motors. They're coming out that are being more like – I mean right now there are a lot of like smaller horsepower stuff that you might put on like a canoe or a kayak mm-hmm. or use for just like a dinghy type boat, whatever um but when they first came out a couple years ago they sucked really bad and they like they didn't have much range they didn't i mean they had the power obviously because they're electric motors but they just Mm -hmm. didn't they didn't run long but uh this newport released a couple new motors uh this year they released this three horsepower motor uh they're touting it as like 60 hours of run time um i don't know where they spec it as far as like uh what size of boat that they put it on but whatever they tested it on, they're getting like six and a half miles an hour on it, which I think is pretty good for any type of like smaller, you know, mm-hmm. paddle craft that you're putting it on. But I think it's a company to kind of watch for, for potentially like doing something in that bigger horsepower range. I mean, I don't think they're going to go to like stuff that you're going to run a bass boat on, you know, in the next one or two years, but maybe some stuff in that like 25 horsepower range could be really cool for some of these small boats or other applications like that. But yeah, this Newport NT 300 came out of ICAST three horsepower electric motor uh it literally just looks like a souped up like <laughs> old school mincota you know with the the crank handle on it and everything and it just clamps onto the like a, a flat back scenario and i think they dropped one other like kayak style motor too this year um i don't know a lot about that but i did see that as well but i thought that was pretty cool and i think that's it's gonna take off eventually because I, I could see some bigger horsepower motors in the near future being like pretty badass on on some bigger boats i've oh, heard they're already made it's just uh it's hard well, to manufacture sure. a number like they've had them but like they're like freaking they're 12 feet tall like they're right gigantic yeah well like i don't even know if the boat's not because they gotta have just a ridiculous amount of torque like i don't even like what a, the transoms they're building now even support that much kind of torque on a on an electric yeah. motor like that that's above my pay grade i think it's more a power thing of like how yeah. do you get that to run that long because like what do you have like oh your yeah just deck just right. all batteries basically well, to yeah. power that thing they're, they're gonna take out the gas tank and just put like and 12 lithiums there it, yeah it would have to be like a like a 10 foot long lithium battery or something it's just gonna be i don't know it's gonna don't be like worry. a, a Dakota, 200 volt 
like 20,000. Like, God, does it rip? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Dakota and X2 are already working on it. They're like, guys, we need a lithium battery that is the size of my desk. Like, yeah. we gotta get it. I don't know how it's gonna work, but we need it to not start on fire and run a motor. <laughs> Yeah. We need it to not blow up, and we need it yesterday. And somehow <laughs> charge in approximately six hours or four because we know all the guys are going to be at the bar till two and expect that their boat <laughs> is charged by the time they want to leave at five for the tournament. Yes, yep. exactly. But uh, we'll no. see. I don't know. It's a cool little motor for sure. And it, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. It looks like super portable, super nice. But yeah, that's they a live g- heavy in the kayak space. They're uh, a yeah. strong charge New- right that now. That Newport company? Yeah, it's like them and Torquedo in the kayak space. And, okay, uh, yeah. Strong charge this year from them. That's cool. Yeah. I think so. This is a new one kind of along on that uh, electric motor deal. But Bailey will be able to talk about this as well because he probably actually knows a little bit more about it than I do. But uh, Minn Kota came out with their brushless trolling motor, the Altrex Quest, uh, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. But I got to film Noah in that and i've filmed it a little bit now been in the boat with them um dude that thing is so badass it is insane like people talk about uh the stupid term game changer but uh people talk (laughs) about like crazy innovations and stuff this trolling motor like dude it fucks like it is you say it's the deal it it is the deal (laughs) (laughs) it's really like it it's just crazy to have a trolling motor. Like now having been in the boat with that and then listening to how loud mine actually is or going through weeds. Like mm-hmm. I had Noah go through a thick mat with that with he had target lock and 360 in front and just plowed straight through it and it never rattled or anything. Like it's fully stout, really good and quiet. And then that trolling motor, like Pink, you said that three horsepower one they made went six miles an hour. This yeah, pulled his, yeah. this pulled his nineteen and a half foot Skeeter, four point mm-hmm. two. Wow, ten. That's crazy. Like yeah. it is so good. I mean, I obviously haven't seen it like in person or anything, but I did like some of the feet. Like I think it's badass that that new one that they have now. It it can be set like. The one motor it can be run on twenty four or thirty six volts. I think is really badass. I think that's yes. a smart. That's a very smart design, so that you could like swap it between boats. Even like you know what I'm saying. I could pull it off of one boat, put it on another one. That's set up totally different. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool. And then the other feature is the one boat network button, where Bailey, you can probably educate me on exactly what you can do with it i know noah's is set up for his raptors Mm -hmm. so you get rid of stomp switches and everything and that button works every single time um really so it's it's really really cool because it they basically took away you know how a trolling motor forever or the altrex one at least did it had that north up one or whatever that literally nobody ever used and Mm -hmm. really never knew what it was for it was just kind of there well they got rid of that one because no one used it (laughs) <laughs> and it is now the one boat network button. And yeah, it, it is awesome, man. That trolling motor is nuts. And the bracket is so beefy now. It's good. Uh, I just want to see how fast that thing will pull a kayak, Bailey. Uh, well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Something you got to put one on there. Dude, that thing is legit. That button, like you can, I know like you're just saying Noah puts it for his Raptors. Like Carl puts a waypoint. He has his as a waypoint button. So, like, if he's out practicing, 
he can mark a waypoint without bending over and somebody see him waypointing something. So you can, you can, that one boat network button, you can make whatever you want, but the, so you can like, pre, you can basically like pre-program what function yeah. you want that to do. Kind of like how you can set your defaults on your, your graphs. It's kind of the same yep. thing. You can do it almost like that with your, your trolling motor. And that's uh, that waypoint thing is super badass because you always got vultures looking and doing everything. <laughs> and like, yeah, as sneaky as you think you are, you're not. Um, yeah. so just being able to like hit a button where it could be your spot lock, it could be waypoint, it could be anything like it's yeah. so nice. Yeah, it's um, cool. I think the coolest thing about that motor though, I got to use it probably a month ago now and one it's honestly like it'll throw you off when you first get it because it is so damn quiet you have to keep looking down to make sure you're moving because it's like you don't hear it you don't feel it you don't hear it moving at all but the how intuitive it is like have you guys heard of the drift mode yet uh he told me about so it but you dive I've in heard about it but so what? essentially i'm gonna I'm not, don't quote me completely on this because I won't speak to it as good as like the brand managers at Minkota would do. Uh, but essentially you can mark a waypoint where you're going to start and a mark waypoint where you're going to stop pending wind direction and all that. All you got to do is you're going to go towards that waypoint and you select the speed that you want to go at, that you want to drift at. So if you want to drift at 1.1, like you will, you set it at that, you back up, you just fish and the motor controls it all. And you can like, once you're done drifting, you can basically click one button and it restarts the whole thing for you. So it's like an automated controlled drift is what you're like. Yeah. And you don't have to touch anything. That's sick. Yeah. That's yeah. probably oh one God. of the coolest things for a small mouth guys. Like that is. And yeah, your dudes are going to eat that up. Yes. Yeah. And oh Bailey is a, for people that don't know, Bailey's a small mouth guy out on Erie, the St. Lawrence river a little bit, but the great lakes mm -hmm. and drifting is mm -hmm. a huge deal out there. And you just That's like your life got so much better. Yeah. I was thinking like St. Lawrence guys, dude, like all those shoals are trying to drift. You can just mark waypoints in between the shoals and it just like currents going two miles an hour. I want to drift at point eight. You set it what you want to go and you just go between the shoals and you're like, God, you're, you're just walking around, around your you're yeah. walking around <laughs> your boat with your drop shot. Yeah. You're like, Oh, there's a boulder over here. And you just walk to the back yeah. corner and you're like, Oh, well, I'm by that one. There should be <laughs> yeah. one over here now. And you go walk around. Yeah, it's pretty damn legit, damn. man. Yeah. That's no, super cool. That's a sweet there, one. Were like, weren't there like a ton of trolling motors came out this year though, huh? Yeah, PowerPole, like Garmin with their the Kraken, whatever. They launched it like a week before ICAST. But yeah. I guess it's not a bass motor. It's like their version of the Tarova is what yeah, I'm I think up on Jay it. is yeah. running it. I think I saw that. I didn't see I didn't watch the video, but I did see some pictures and stuff. Yeah. But the power pole one I did I watched like a, a little highlight, you know, breakdown of that one or whatever. It looks sick, but it was like it was like five grand. Yeah, yeah I like six. Yeah, I think that six. the bummer for them is going to be they came out with the most badass trolling motor, and then two months later, Minkota was like, "Here's a better one for two grand less." <laughs> you had your yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, there'll I, be people I, that there'll be people that buy it though. Oh, for sure. Oh, there there already is. Uh, I I will say I, the one thing I really like about the PowerPole trolling motor. Uh, is I think it's going in the right direction of where trolling motors need to go, and that's smaller, not bigger. Yeah. Uh, but they did after they launched. I think it was like maybe a couple of weeks or a month. They came out and like, hey, our motor doesn't work with any high frequency transducer. So like, good oh, luck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of guys like that use like 360 and stuff that had to return them. I guess. Damn. Oh really? So yeah. 360, it wouldn't work at all. It was just interfering 24 seven. Blown out. Same with like really? 2D and stuff. Yeah. Damn. 
that's a drop ball. But I, I think it's something that has to do with rigging or something like that. You can get. A, okay. I'm no. I'm the kayak guy here, so no one's gonna take my. There were some flaws. <laughs> We'll say, yeah, yeah, you're the kayak. They did a badass job. Got more graphs on his yeah. kayak than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> how many, how many graphs are you running on the kayak these days? Only two, only two, uh, only two. Okay, <laughs> are they tens or twelves? Uh, a nine and a ten. There you go. Okay, Six. I guess you, you could count an aqua view as a screen. There you go. I need to, I still need to get one of those, dude. That would be so beneficial on least changes the way you graph completely. Yeah, well, it would just be nice if I didn't have to get up all the time and be like, walleyes are smallmouth. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? They're almost always walleyes. So. Yeah. Um, well, it's sweet. Do you have any – I mean, you were impromptu brought into this, Bailey, but did you see anything that you thought was really cool? Then we'll go around to some other stuff. I know Pink probably has a couple other things. I yeah. do too. But Yeah, uh, so I didn't really get a chance to go see a lot in person. There's some cool kayak stuff that came out. Um, but nothing that really blew me away by any means, but, uh, this is going to sound a little biased, but my favorite thing from it was all the new Fenwick rods that came out being that. Cause I mean, everyone talks, especially you guys out in the Midwest Fenwick, you know, originating out in the Midwest, like everyone grew up feel like fishing a Fenwick rod and oh, yeah. new- especially spinning rods, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They and relaunched yeah. every single model of it. And Damn. I'll have to look into that. Dude, it, it's pretty sick. Like, so we were pushing world class at ICAST, uh, and I say put we pushing because I work for pure fishing. Um, but the world class world class rod's dope. Uh, but honestly, the ninety nine dollar eagle is probably the cool, like the coolest and best ninety nine dollar rod that I've ever put in my hands. And for everybody that's the old HMG lover, is going to lose their shit when they, they feel this new, the new HFG rod. Cause it's like, all like cork and everything too. It still got to that OG Fenwick cork. Uh, the cool thing though, they, they did. Uh, I'm not going to make this sound whole sales pitchy, but this is actually what I had to do. All <laughs> I cast uh, is there's like, so like if you buy a seven foot medium, heavy casting rod and it uh, from Fenwick, you get an Eagle and it, so it's 99 bucks. You love it for flipping a jig, just throwing random shit at the wall here. Like just an example. And you want to say go to up to an elite, which is like a two hundred fifty dollar rod, and you want you know the same action, same everything, flipping a jig. You just want it lighter, more sensitive. It's the same damn blank that you get when you go up to an elite, and it's the same action. They use the same blanks in every single rod family, going all the way up. So that way, you like, hmm. if you want to go up to a world class and go to a four hundred fifty dollar rod and like a seven foot six, it's the same action, same oh, nothing so changed. It's- yeah, so it's not like guessing, like even with, I mean, Dobbins or NRX or Kistlers or whatever, you pop between different brand or not brands, different families. mop yeah. families in it. And you're like, oh, these are a little more moderate and these are a little more yeah. like this. And when you first get into a brand, you're like, I just bought four of the wrong rods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, that's what's, that's what's super sick about it, though, is like it helps you like grow within the rod brand, which I think is, they were, was genius. I don't know why more brands don't do that. Uh, but the handles on them, like they did something that was like, it feels like it's genius, but when you take a step back, it's like so common sense. Like why isn't more people doing this is they went with a design firm that literally makes surgical tools to like reduce carpal tunnel and all that. And they had them just basically work with them and designed a, a rod handle. I don't know why make, more people didn't think about that. Hand. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they know nothing about the human hand. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like, like a good idea. I want my rod to feel like this. Well, you're going to have issues. No, <laughs> I won't. No, that's yeah, good. That's a good one. Yeah. Pink, that's what else it. you got? Uh, so this one, I don't know if this is entirely new. I mean, they dropped it at ICAST. I don't know if it's just a new model of it, but I haven't seen this. So Engel, um, obviously makes like really nice bait coolers and that type of thing. They have a, a lithium. I think this is just a new size because it's the XL. So I'm assuming they had this before, but it's a lithium rechargeable aerator for a bait cooler, which I've never owned one. I've never even seen one for sale that you could recharge because most of them are still the ones that take like D batteries. Yeah. That you like pull into a <laughs> yeah. gas station and you're like, nobody has these. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like I have like one lantern from like 1995 that still like runs on those and that's it. But yeah, yeah, super sick. It's like got a really nice aerator stone and the whole thing, but you can plug it into a USB thing. So you could even just have like a battery brick with you, like on a trip or like you're ice fishing, because that's where it kills you is ice fishing is like those batteries don't last uh, when you're out, you know, because everything gets cold and then they die and all your suckers are belly up and you're like, well, that's cool. But yeah, uh, anyway. Apparently Engel makes that. And I think that this one, I did read the little caption they had or whatever. I think it's also like a saltwater, uh, like it's all stainless parts so that you could throw it in like a, you know, a bait bucket with some shrimp or pinfish or whatever and still like use it for that, which is cool. Uh, but nice. Yeah. A little uh, rechargeable deal uh, called the Lithium Ion XL Live Bait Aerator <laughs> from Engel. Nice. But That's a good anyway, one. Yeah. Might have to scoop one. Sweet. This one, so I got another one. Then I'll dive into some other brands eventually. But uh, this one, it, like Bailey said, I don't want it to come off as sponsory pushy or whatever, but I'm one of the lucky people who have gotten to use it for the last few weeks, and it'll be out soon for everyone to get. But All-Terrain Not Tackle flexing. finally came out with a new jig. Um, it's a Hail Mary Ned. I know there's a ton of Ned rig jigs out there and everything, but this is a football jig Ned rig head. And like I was telling Pink at the beginning of the show, Bailey, I've been on leech a ton, mm-hmm. and it is very snaggy rock. I have yet to lose one. Oh, damn. And, I was about to say if you find the waypoint, you could get these before. Yeah, but yeah, no. <laughs> they don't. Um, and it's really cool because, like, when you're dragging a normal Ned rig, like, you can feel it when it hits everything and all that. But, like, with this and the 90 degree and everything, when you drag it, you can feel it flip up and flip back. Like you can feel it stand up and come is it back. Tu- is it tungsten? No, it's lead. Because if they did tungsten, yeah. like think of how small that jig head would. Well, be. That's, what I, that's what I was thinking. I you didn't know if they went to a tungsten one or. Yeah, but it's wouldn't... a football, a football head with like a light wire hook. Yeah, but it's not a light wire. It's more of a medium wire. So it's the VMC Barbarian hook, which is very comparable to if you ever hear Gussie talk about hooks, he basically just talks about the Gami six hundred four. Um, it's pretty comparable to that. It's a little bit bigger of a hook, but I've loved it, man. Right. Like it's it's really good. It's really and then, sticky. Is and that just a straight shank, or is it like a screw lock, or was it got? No, it's got a keeper. It's got a really good net rig keeper for any Z-Man plastics. It's uh, just yeah. a hook, but it's yeah. um, it's a little bit longer. So I've noticed it's way easier to get a plastic on it than if you have one that's up tight to the head um it feels like it's really hard to get it snug yeah 
it's yeah. way further down. So you just get it over that and you're good to go. But yeah, that I would recommend people try it when they get it. And what's, it, it what's the name of it? It's the Hail Mary net. Hail Mary. From, um, from all terrain. Yeah. Like I was chatting with Nipper about the name and he's like, no, oh, I just figured, you know, football <laughs> it's a football head <laughs> hail mary and also let's be real when you chuck a net rig you're like this ought to work <laughs> is this and this is the one it has like boot tread on the head right like it's like real uh, yeah all terrain has their like traction head yeah uh, that's yeah th- that's what they have on all theirs but yeah dude it it feels way different than every other net rig head i've used i've really liked it so far um yeah my so far i have no complaints about it really it's been it's been really good and it sticks the crap out of them um yeah. hook when you do get it you're gonna look at it and be like this hook looks bigger it is a little bit bigger but like i said i've i've just not really had any issues with it and it's just been sticking them it's been really good sweet you got anything else bailey uh i'll be asked the only other thing that Kind of I want to know if this coal shed thing's cool. You can be pushy on this because you're pure fishing because it's Berkeley, but how uh, how is that swim bait? Because everybody the, was pushing it super hard for a while there. I think Kulshad everybody. Coal shed? The Nessie's the glide well, the bait. Coal right? shed already came out, though. Before K- I. Kind, kind of. It, well, well, everybody was to... throwing it at Norman, weren't they? Yeah, so or... here's the fun thing about being uh, working in PR is uh, you always had to expect somebody to slip up and say things they're not supposed to. Uh, so several times now with Pure Fishing in the few years I worked uh, for the agency that they employ is that uh, we've told our pros, hey, you guys have exclusive you know, opportunity to use these baits. Like no one else has them. We're not talking about them. Do not say, like you can say this is a Berkeley prototype, whatever. Do not say such and such name. Uh, it never fails that literally the next day or f- hours afterwards, they say the exact same thing. And it's only the guy that's on the live camera that says, it, um, AKA John Cox, every single time you tell him. Um, but <laughs> it's <laughs> literally, like, it never fails. Um, somebody, I think it was Evers or somebody when we were like, just don't say the name on live. And I guess during practice, the guys were like, we're hammering big ones on the call shed. And then we're like, we don't know if we want to talk about it yet. And Oh, I'm live. They're like Berkeley call shed. And I'm like, yeah, I think bitch. the whole, the <laughs> whole field was throwing it. And I like, yeah. I went to tackle warehouse at least 12 times being like, I got to be able to buy this thing. Yeah. And then I couldn't. And then I like Google it and I'm like, it's not even a thing. Like I can't even oh, find dude. this thing. And well, everybody then it was available, right? At some point they, so they put, <laughs> It's been a roller coaster with they, that bait. It's been, <laughs> well, so, wasn't it like a whole thing where they like recalled them and shit? Like what happened? Yeah, what yeah, was that? I can give you the whole rundown of <laughs> the schedule, man. This is my life. This is my my roller coaster of work. So originally we weren't going to talk about it. Red Chris comes, they're catching them on it. They say it on live. Now we are going to talk about it. So everyone's like coming to the booth, media wise, and asking for them. Like guys like that weren't even Berkeley guys were asking for call shads that are in the event itself. So it was a big buzz because, I mean, for folks that are like, oh, it's just another mag draft, it, it's really not. There, there's two different ways. way different. The call sh- here's I'll simplify it for, for the bass guys out there, is you can have both of them, and they will both swim completely different. A mag draft is great for your gizzard shad type of imitations. The call shad is a herring. It kicks way harder, way wider. Like, if you want something slow, kind of like a gizzard shad with a tail barely kicks much, mag draft's perfect. If you yeah. want herring, something that you can actually burn and it won't blow out, throw the call shad. 
like you'll, you can find places for both of them, but essentially that, so we decided literally on the spot within hours, we were going to launch call Shad. Uh, and so they moved up, <laughs> they moved up the timeline because there's so many people were asking for them. Dealers wanted them so they could ship them out. So they ship them out and they're like, Hey, we got to recall all these. Uh, so apparently there's just like an inconsistency with the hardness of the bait, like not to the standard they want. So they never asked for them back. They actually did like a legit, you know, quote unquote recall. They just said, Hey, so if you bought one, you know, send us a picture. We're going to send you back the same size and color and like the way we actually want them being distributed. So basically like if you bought them, like you just got your, like another one of your call shed. So a bunch of people got them and they were running perfectly fine and just got free call sheds. So like it was, <laughs> was kind of clutch for them, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was, everyone's still throwing them. So catch. Yeah, no, they're the sweet. I need to get one for, I think they would crush for smallmouth. Oh yeah. Because like, it's like oh, a mag right draft, side. you throw them in the spring and you can a bit in the summer and stuff, but in the spring, they're really good. But like you said, they blow out. So, like, if you're trying to burn it like a spinnerbait or something, you absolutely can't. But, God, if you can – do they make a five-incher? Uh, or is I it only six? We can't talk about it yet. It's a six? <laughs> six and an eight. Okay. But, like, still even a six. Like, if you can burn that over a rock reef, holy shit. Like, that that could be really, really Well, really and that's good. a different yeah. kick, too, it sounds like. So yeah. yeah and Minnetonka is wow. an awesome swim bait lake, too. So that that could be really good there. I've caught a lot of largemouth on a mag draft on Tonka lately. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no. and it's a whole different, like, from – it's not like a magnet or anything like the mag draft. It's a hook clip instead. So in the clip, Yeah, way, it last, looks really cool. Way longer than – the magnet i'm speaking from buying a 30 mag drafts month at this point because i throw it all the time like yeah the hook clip it makes the bait last way longer gotcha no but that's just, sweet uh, i'll be honest though uh i cast the only thing that really caught my eye uh i've never really liked vmc much at all uh but this swinging ned rig jig is actually pretty intriguing it looked cool i like the concept yeah. behind it yeah i've never I've never thrown it and everything it's just like it's intriguing that someone someone hasn't thought to do that yet yeah it's like like a swing head but net right right like you know that type of thing you would think too it'll be so much easier to get your net rig to stand up yeah i just wonder what the hook up is going to be like yeah it's intriguing i mean i'm i'm looking at it right now um it looks like they put their their nico hook in it which that's probably the only hook from PMC that I use is their Nico. I've heard uh, their new Redline series is actually very good. I've heard the same thing. I just haven't had a chance to use it yet. Nearby, but yeah, I'm with you there. I use the PMC uh, Nico hooks, mm-hmm. and that is the only PMC <laughs> hook I have. But like I said, that that Hail Mary Ned has that Barbarian, and I've been like, good hook, mm-hmm. been happy yeah. with it. But uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, VMC seems to have stepped up their game. It's a bummer Sobe ain't here because he was gonna do the he was gonna walk us through all the Crush City stuff because he got to use them for a while before uh, anybody knew they existed. He actually kept yeah. a secret, which was very impressive. I'm surprised. First time I know, ever. I know he did it. What else you got? We'll pink? see. Uh, maybe we'll try to get him. Maybe we'll throw some stuff up on social media or something with some of those clips of him with those. Um, so I. I don't know. There's a brand that I've been following. I mean, that uh, we, we should do the we should do the bad ones. Oh, I got some bad. We ones. will. I'll, I'll do that right now. But so there's. <laughs> <laughs> so I do you, are you familiar with that brand cast Casco? Cast King. No cast. Oh, Casco. No, I don't know. Just cast. They, yeah. So it's a saltwater company that's. Oh, kind of capital C A K 
C-A-S-T. C-A-S-T. Yeah. Cask. Yeah. Yeah. They're good dudes. So, yeah. So, they, they make some badass lures. They've been kind of, like, definitely heavy in the saltwater game, and they're starting to make some more freshwater stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's this style of baits that I really like. I've been kind of watching them. They came out with some new baits this year. Really cool. I mean, no, nah, I'm not going to, like, dive into them or anything, but kind of a cool company to, to kind of watch for some hard baits and stuff. I think they have some swim baits and stuff, too. But I got one that I thought was really stupid. Um, Perfect. Here I we go. Have virtually no background information on this, other than I saw a picture of it and I said, "That's fucking dumb." <laughs> and <laughs> this is where passive barb is awesome, Bailey. We get to just rip on shit. <laughs> I don't get to do this. <laughs> I know so, this is awesome. <laughs> I'll hold this up so you can see it, but you can Google it on your own. So there's a company, Jenko Fishing. They came out with a bait called the Gill Bob that looks like it does not work. For any like Gil Bob, like B O B Gil space Bob. I'm looking and it up right now. Bart, it looks it's it's like a panfish bait, it's supposed to look like some sort of dying bait fish. <laughs> oh my it god, it's like, yeah, way too much plastic for the I, it makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. And like the description of it basically makes it sound like it doesn't do shit other than sink. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look it's like now. yeah go- google it up dude because the, pro- the profile of it makes virtually no sense especially for how it's designed around the jig that they sell it for okay the- sorry i'm i'm looking stuff up we got dead air right, right now but we got so it we i gotta could look at this. i could be totally missing the boat on this and everyone's going to be whacking fish on this gill bob thing and i'm just going to be the odd man out but i seriously doubt it I, I just I'm laughing at the idea of somebody walking in the office. I got this great name for this bait, the Gill Bob. <laughs> well, and it yeah. li- it doesn't like address anything about the lure. No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's literally just like a big flat piece of plastic that they turn, you know, like vertically, and then put well, like this a- is this is it. Are you looking at a picture of this? Or yeah, I looked at it. Yeah. Explain to me how a fish could get hooked on that bait without swallowing it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I actually have no idea. So, so I don't know. Check this thing out. Gil Bob. I, I don't know. I, I, I do don't. have one. I think the thought was maybe good. But I, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, there's no way this is going to be bigger used. Uh, and you brought up cast, so I thought you were going to take it oh, from me. Okay. But the uh, Cast King iReel 1 IFC <laughs> Smart Fishing Reel. iReel 1? Yeah. So this right, is. I, I'm pulling it up. This is a reel that is electric. Bailey, you probably know something about this as well. Oh, I had to hear it all iCast because people were walking around with it and they had like, they had like JBL speakers connected to them. And they were like flipping it or like what? on the water. Dude, the thing, all it does is tells you how far you casted, the speed you're reeling. And it's literally every five seconds is, yeah, cast was 50 something, something yards. And then oh it was like, my like, God. And then as you're reeling, it's current reel speed, 1.1 miles per hour. And then like, and like two seconds later, uh, reel speed is 1.2 miles per hour. And it was like every <laughs> two seconds, like it was obnoxious. I'm so oh happy you took this one, Bart, because this was the one I was going to talk about. Too. And what <laughs> dumbest crap in the world? 
what is like what i is, think the thought is good that you're like okay i want to make sure i'm re you know figuring out a pattern or whatever but it's like also do you have to charge that thing because i think you, you do it. it connects you get back i gotta plug my rods in bro Hold i have up. to plug my reels in could you imagine if you somebody was saying you might have to actually put that away when it's raining because it won't oh like, my god your real shorts out like <laughs> yeah i guess, I guess it'll work like if it's not like oh my god. powered up like if it's like, dead but it'll yeah. still be a fishing reel how I, I guess could you works. could you imagine if it's so electronic that like you're low on battery and you're just ripping a crankbait ripping a crankbait <laughs> and you go to cast it and it dies and just locks yeah. <laughs> and just bait gone yeah. and you're like like you can't so even the, reel it yeah. like when i know that isn't the low, thing but that would be hilarious I, I really hope they didn't put a lithium in there so that when like the battery gets low like the voice starts talking slower and it's like you're real speed that's the way to go it's <laughs> <laughs> be like but this yeah. slow drain yeah, yeah Pink, just... but here's here's the best part guess what the msrp of it is oh god tell me it's like super is it like 100 bucks it's expensive 349 oh <laughs> this thing better be lit so i you think could... the people that have done it i think it's daiwa and theirs is like 500 something daiwa has this also? i think daiwa made one yeah but it's only available in japan i think does it talk yeah like it does all that stuff is it loud so the reel doesn't talk you connect the real bluetooth to a speaker but it also has like an app and everything, and it tracks like your data, which I mean, part of that kind of dope. People like, out there just just ripping this through their boat speakers. I mean, I don't know if anybody's actually bought the damn thing yet. I think if you are, you're spending your money horribly. But I guess that's dude, why you can buy like Carados and Tatulas and like Zillion, like some nice people are going to get reels. very drunk using these reels, competing against <laughs> each other. <laughs> something man i don't know what people do with that but anybody you see show up to the boat ramp on tournament morning or tourney tuesday with one of these reels it's like he you you already beat that guy like he, he, how, how yeah. sick is that you, you're sitting there like pre-tournament everyone's getting rigged up this dude's like peeling line off and it's like telling him how fast he's pulling line off his reel <laughs> <laughs> dude's gonna get just roasted yeah. oh my god but yeah Damn. that that was mine that I was like, whatever. And then, um, I mean, there was, I was just scrolling through the ICAST page. I just thought that was funny. I, I know nothing about the rod. It could be great. It's a saltwater rod, but, um, this company, I don't know. I think it's their brand name, but it's called boner spinning rods. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I just know. stopped. I got to it and I was like, what? Did I <laughs> yeah. read that right? <laughs> boner custom rods. Yeah. Boner spinning rods. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, they had to have known. Like, yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, it's course. probably a guy's. I mean, I'm just, we never, never saw this coming. We this really was, didn't. This was four buddies who started a company, and then they were like, you know what, Jeff Boner, we're going to name it after you because this will be funny. And that's <laughs> how the name started. I can virtually Something. guarantee you that. Um, but yeah, there was no other crazy. I, thought, I will like, just say, I just went to their website. And the first piece of merch that comes up is a white T-shirt on the back that says "Ask me about my boner." Yeah, perfect. Oh my they god! They lean right into it. <laughs> Sounds like some reaction innovations type stuff. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. 
Um, but other than that, I didn't, I could be wrong, but I didn't see anything else that I was like, Oh, what the heck? Um, just normally there's a couple, but Bailey, you thinking of anything? So I was for sure going to go with the casking (laughs) real, but, um, I'm sorry. I stole that from me. I just remember seeing that and being like, no, (laughs) no, no, you're good. And and there's always a handful of stupid baits that come out too, but I wish live target was still around. Maybe good for this segment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, dude, one that I'm going to say, I don't, I'm not going to call it bad cause I haven't used it yet. So I can't call it bad, but, uh, I'm going to call it confusing marketing and I just don't feel like they didn't explain their story for a brand that has so much story behind it. They didn't explain. I don't understand why they did this. Uh, but St. Croix and their new seven reels makes, I was actually sense. just looking at those and I was like, what? But what is that? They had this giant branding like seven in front of the main entrance for iCast, and I'm sitting there seven. I'm like, oh, is this like a new brand? Like it's it's very confusing. There's no vocal like vocalization of the two being under the same brand. Like it's Saint Croix seven series reels, and they're like hmm. blue, like red, white, and blue, and like totally not Saint Croix colors. I just think it, I, I'm not going to call them. So the, the reels might be great. I just think the marketing was. Poor. interesting decisions made yeah interesting is a nice way to say it wasn't very good <laughs> yeah. and i'm good. sure the stan croy guys are are awesome but i don't know where the thought process was there yeah and it could I have agree. been great i just feel like the communication was pretty poor for sure yeah. well i think that's good for our, our little segment pink do you want to go into bailey since you swung in we're going to play a little game you'll probably enjoy this this is one of pink's favorite segments um, yeah, and you actually so, will probably be better at this than I, I think. Am. I think you'll be good at it, so we're gonna give her a shot here anyway. Oh but this, uh, so this is a segment we called one v one. Normally, we play with more people, so it's like one v one v one. But that's fine. So basically, you and Bart are gonna go head to head. Okay. Um, uh, essentially, the way this works is it's kind of a like a, a knowledge based game. It's not like trivia necessarily, but um, this. In the past, we've done things like, um, you know, I'll, I'll name off a bunch of colors for, that a bait company makes, and I'm looking for like the company that has these signature colors, mm. kind of thing, right? Okay. So this this week, the uh, the the category is going to be these are all uh, descriptions of lures on Tackle Warehouse as they're written on Tackle Warehouse, and all of the bait names and company names have been scrubbed from the description. So instead of saying like. Uh, the name of the lure it'll just be like this bait or this company kind of thing okay so these are descriptions as a written i'm just very proud of this because this is all he did at the city of chan house in the day (laughs) (laughs) i put some honest effort into this one so we just shout this out we just shouting out brand names so so you basically the way you buzz in is you just say your name so if you think you have the answer say your name i'll say yep what it what is it and if you're correct you get you get the point if you're wrong uh, if you like cut me off while I'm reading, I'll finish reading the rest of the description. Then Bart gets a shot at it. Okay. And if so he gets it wrong, you can guess again. Yeah. You just say your name and yeah. you're, and yeah. you get to answer. This gets very interesting. Uh, shout out to Matt Voigt and his kids who are definitely listening to this. And when we did animal sounds, we're yelling at all of us that we couldn't get them right. <laughs> our, so. our, our fans have definitely taken to this game. So, and every, every time it's different. So, okay. I let off with a couple of easy ones to kind of ease everyone into it. And then they'll get a little more difficult, but okay. So here we go. Number one, 
one of the most refined and highly anticipated vibrating jigs to ever hit the U.S. market, featuring an exclusive low center of gravity head with flat bottom and super thin yet super strong stainless steel blade. This combination ensures this bait starts vibrating quickly and also allows us to hunt side to side like a real bait fish. Bart. Is it the jackhammer? Correct. Damn. Hell yeah. Damn. Damn. I right. thought it was too easy to be true, honestly. That's what I thought, too. I, was, I, was, I know. Like, I know. I caught, like I said, I picked a couple easy ones to get us rolling. So. God damn. Okay. All right. So Bart gets a point there. Bart, you want to keep score? I don't have anything to write with. Or just remember how many points you have. <laughs> Bailey, you have zero currently. Yeah. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> you got it? You ready? It's taking a while to I'm write ready. one. All right. Here we go. All right. Number two. And I have a decent number of these, so we, we'll see. All right. Uh, a great representation of nearly all bait fish. This bait is a deadly little appetizer that will have bass drooling to get a taste. Crafted with a flat bottom and thinned out tail section, it glides to the bottom slightly nose first with its tail wagging to mimic the movements of real bait fish. It's an it's also infused with a heavy dose of flavoring that catches up to 45% more than previous formulas. Bailey. Bailey. Uh, let's say the bait too. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the bait, oh, the bait, the bait. Cause if you say the brand, you don't get the bait. Bart might be able to steal it. Damn. I don't know the bait. I'm going to go Berkeley flatworm. Correct. Oh really? Oh, that right. was yeah. gonna be yeah. my guess. I was yeah. gonna go. Damn it! I <laughs> was about good. to buzz in when the forty percent hit. I'm yes. like, this yeah. is for sure max scent, and it has to be the flatworm. It's funny though, because like so many of the descriptions, right? They load it up with their brand name, right? They're like, oh, the Berkeley Advantage, you know, like all this shit, you know? Yeah, I do. Uh, when you okay. said the tail like quivers out, I'm like, I never seen a flatworm tail like quivers. I'm like, <laughs> it can't be the flatworm. You're fishing it wrong, bro. You're fishing it absolutely it does not. Like, yeah. <laughs> This tail flickers. It's like no. I I took these straight from Tackleware. Okay, <laughs> Bailey's gonna be going to their R and D department or whoever. Sir <laughs> Manuel's like, what the fuck? Who wrote it? <laughs> Change this shit. <laughs> you ever thrown this thing? It goes bleh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Number three. Made using an even softer version of plastic, this bait provides a realistic feel, longer holds and increased hookup ratios, expertly crafted to trick out the most finicky fish, uh, to, to trick the most finicky fish into biting. This bait features a subtle action that works wonders on wacky rig and surprise and increasingly popular Ned rig offered in a host of last color part. Yamamoto Senko. Incorrect. And then the last, so the last sentence of that was offered in a host of classic bass colors. It's a must-have for beginners and tournament veterans alike. Uh, Yum Dinger, incorrect. Damn, I don't know. Wacky Rig and Ned Rig. Can we can we get a brand so that we can guess this? It's a Z. It's a Z Man product. Oh, is it the Bart? Is it the finesse turd? Correct. Wait, what? Wacky rig and a turd? Nah, I don't know, dude. That's like, it's like people. It miss. says it works wonders on wacky rigs. Have you ever tried it? Do you think it would sink? No, it floats. <laughs> to put like a two out hook on it, or like a size you two like a, it's like for a and you like chuck it, and you're like, it's got to be getting I down mean, there. It's like your pinky just falling flat though. <laughs> like, 
I'm telling you, dude, uh, that's what I don't think right. it's six. I'm just saying. Like, Maybe that's why it's so good. It's a topwater worm. Pink, we have to know. try this tomorrow and turn it Tuesday. Yeah, I just want to see. Yeah. Get a few so he's going to look at it on Mega Live and we'll be like, how long does this take? This ain't we'll it. there for like this 12 minutes. Or I'll catch a five immediately. I'm laughing at the idea of Sam going hard as a mother, like trying to beat you guys, and you're just sitting there trying to wacky rig a turd, just see if it floats. <laughs> like, how about if I rig it? How big of a hook do I need to put on this thing? For and then again, we'll be like, dude, we didn't have a limit till eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I couldn't. I could not. Yeah, huh. I'll take it. All right, all right. Here we go. Number four. So, so Bart got the point there, unfortunately. So. Yeah. So we're two to one. Two to one. taking shallow water swim bait fishing to a new level it combines big profile drawing power from proprietary honeycomb technology to increase durability without sacrificing action bart berkeley call shad correct (laughs) i got you on a hurt that's gotta hurt i literally wrote that That's, that's so good, dude. Oh god. You said honeycomb. I'm sitting there I'm like, there's no way you did Berkeley again. <laughs> there's no rules here, bro. There's I no know. rules. I heard honeycomb and I like looked at you for a second, like um, are you, you gonna, gonna say it? You get a buzz it can't be answer, right? We just talked about this for five minutes. Yeah. That's I was dying when you were talking about that. I was like, I'm literally gonna read this thing. All right, Funny. number five. Bart's dusting you right now, dude. All right. I, <laughs> I literally broke it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't All get right. much worse than that. Precisely engineered to dive fast to a preset depth and stay in the strike zone longer than any crankbait on the market. This lure has been proven effective at the highest levels of tournament fishing. Made Bart. of the top Bart. Is it Strike King XD? Yeah, XD series. Do you have to guess which XD? No, it's uh, not the XDs. It's not. You're wrong. So Okay. <laughs> All right. So now I'll finish reading it, and then you can answer, Bailey. Okay. All right. So where was I? Lured proven effective at the highest levels of tournament fishing. Made from the top 7% of balsa wood. Oh, uh, it utilizes carefully placed <laughs> internal weights, tapered fuselage, and thin tail design creates the ultimate crankbait action. This ultra-thin polycarbonate lip digs the bait down quickly to the desired depth. Swimming in a side-to-side action, only balsa crankbaits can achieve, dives down 10 feet yet pulls with ease. Perfectly weighted to provide a quick dive nose-down position, allowing for immediate descent to desired depths and can be easily cast 150 feet you said well that's a long cast <laughs> but uh you literally said like three more words and it was like oh fuck i picked the wrong one yeah <laughs> uh rapala dt10 correct <laughs> yeah. yeah dude you, you waited three more seconds if like, i would have waited two more seconds i had it because in my head i was like it's a dt or an xd but you said the dives yeah. fast and i was like well an xd dives faster than a dt so i'll go with that yeah it just kills me the way some of these companies like write some of this stuff like you can tell like which one like who took vocab hardcore mm-hmm. see who Rapala. used ai who didn't yeah the, <laughs> the 150 foot cast it's like now that we have live scope and stuff or mega live like i look and i'm like 
damn dude like i chuck sometimes and i think i hit 80 feet and i'm like like 72 and i'm like god just can't get it there <laughs> well 150 that's a long way that's all a right. long ways dude that's a long way. all right so we're two to three now right yes yes all right that's what the tallies say all right here we go <laughs> once the closely guarded secret of the pros this bait has quickly become a staple among professional and amateur anglers alike carefully crafted uh, and precision engineered it sets the standard for jerk bait fishing Offered in one in a one of a yes, Bart. Mega Bass Vision One Ten. Correct. Damn. Correct. Yeah. Nice. That was good. <laughs> All right. You said number eight. I was like, we're done. <laughs> I know some of them. Some of them are like throwing down some pretty big claims in these, but all right. Uh, all right, here we go. Changer, bro. Yeah, this is it. Uh, here we go. There is nothing like fishing the weeds and slop and nothing like the surprise of the violence of a big bass crashing through the thick stuff to eat your frog. This bait, Bailey. this bait's bait. Oh, yeah, bronze eye. Incorrect. What? Oh, we've been going like the big brands. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this, this bait soft, soft plastic is just the right consistency to ensure solid, consistent hookups while remaining weedless as it navigates over matted vegetation. Its bass boat belly allows it's easily to walk oh. the dog in open water and even features a drain hole to expel name. water to keep it running perfectly. Available in a range of realistic colors, this bait crushes the competition. It's mm-hmm. river to sea. Is it the fat Matt Daddy Frog? I don't remember the name it's of correct. it, but that's what it is, it's, isn't it's it? Not a, you don't, it's not even the right company. Really? It's not the yeah. River to Sea? That's what I thought no. it was. Huh. No. Uh, is it you get the... another shot, Bale, if you want it. Booyah, Pack Crasher? Correct. Oh. Correct. And I will say, this was one of them, Bart. I told you this before. So whoever wrote this shit, they spelled vegetation wrong mm-hmm. on Tackle Warehouse. So if you want to clean that up. That could be Tackle moment. Warehouse. This is it. Maybe. Somebody wrote it wrong. Booyah, pad crasher. Get your shit dialed and tackle warehouse, okay? Does it really Education. have a bass boat bottom, though? I totally thought that would be river to sea when he yeah, said that. That's their selling point, dude. Okay. It's a bass boat <laughs> belly. <laughs> All right. Stupid. <laughs> you didn't write that one? I didn't write that one. Fire me. <laughs> Fire me if I did. All right, here we go. Made from premium balsa wood and hand-tuned to perfection right out of the box. This crankbait features a precise shape, uh, true-to-life colors that allow it to mimic the most abundant bait fish in the world over. Bailey. Regarded. What? Waterwood custom baits? Incorrect. Fuck. Wow. We were were like somewhat in notable companies, and you just pulled one out I've never even heard of. You really jumped the gun on this one. I'm trying to think what other balsa, unless we're doing Rapala all over again. He jumped the gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Regarded, re- regarded by many as the benchmark by which other crankbaits are measured, it performs without fail, whether it's fished in ultra shallow uh, water or super fast. Delivering the most famous wobble as it uh, moves and deflects off a of cover, it also casts like a bullet even into the wind. Available in an array of proven colors and boasting super sharp VMC black nickel trebles. 
the precision action, detailed finish, and proven fish catching patterns make it a must-have bait for all anglers. Oh, VMC, it's got to be Spro. <laughs> totally Spro. Um, I actually don't know what this is. I was, I don't think it's the right hook brand, but I was going to go with a KVD square bill. That is incorrect. Incorrect. Do you know what it is? Is it uh, Rapala Ots Garage? Incorrect. It's that's close. I... Damn. Rapala you get one more shot. BX Brat. Incorrect. The correct answer is the uh, Rapala Shad Wrap. Uh, oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's very close to the Ots Garage. <laughs> All right. No points there. No points. All right, here we go. This tiny vibration bait, great for targeting bass as well as various other fish species, is excellent for ripping through bait fish in cold water. It accurately mimics a variety of forage species with its unique vibrating action and realistic color patterns. It also features three settings for tying your line. This allows you to vary the pull point based on how deep you want to fish it and what type of vibration you want. The closer to the head, the bigger the wobble, the farther back, the tighter the wobble. Also equipped with super sharp, high-quality Viper hooks and available in a variety of colors, this is a versatile and Bart. effective bait. Bart. Demiki Vault Blade Bait. Correct. Correct. I don't remember the freaking name of it. I can't. <laughs> you said the three things, and I was like, is it a yeah. blade bait? It's yeah. definitely a blade bait. Yeah. There's like a couple key things in each description that it's like if you answer before that, you're so screwed. Yeah, like with the XD. <laughs> yeah. I always confuse the Damiki with the Mega Bass, like the the Dyna, whatever you call the them. Blade bait. Oh yeah. 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 I always mix up the names. All right. We'll see if you guys get this one. Uh recently more and more anglers have begun utilizing time tested classics like this one that gives bass uh, bass something to look at that they haven't seen in a while. This bait is perfect for schooling fish and great for ripping near the bottom. The classic tail spinner design gives a generous amount of flash and sleek shape allows it to cast a country mile with ease. Just as effective today as it was 50 years ago, it continues to be one lure that fish can't resist. That tail spinner really threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it anybody? Uh, anybody is at all? Duo Realis. I don't even know the freaking name, but it's the tail spin bait. I, I, Incorrect. Did they get the, they, did they get the no. brand right? No. <laughs> no. Uh, damn. I don't know. Bart, you got you got a guess at all? I no. All right. That that's the man's little George. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Neither would I. It's OG, classic OG. Classic OG bait, I guess. Fuck. It is. Huh. I'm missing All right, out. Here we go. Huh? Whatever, man. No points. Nothing. Don't worry. We got more. <laughs> How many more right. do we got? <laughs> There's uh, four more. Oh, word. Often imitated but never duplicated, this is the standard by which all other topwater poppers have been judged for over three decades. Slowly chugging it along the water surface or retrieving it quickly like a skittering shad during certain times of the year. Bailey. Bass can't, Bailey. 
Head and Papar? Correct. God damn it. Well, I couldn't remember the brand. I knew it was a pop-off. It, it's Rebel, but I'll give it to you. Uh, yes. I was going to say it's not Hedden. It's Rebel. It's, it's Rebel, but he got the pop-off, so it's fine. <laughs> hey, they're marketed together. All right. Here we go. It's got – we got to be pretty close. Where are the points got to be pretty close? Oh, five to four. Oh, where is, I thought Bart was, like, crushing it. No, it's five so, to four. All right. So, whatever. It's coming down to it here. And there's three laps, so somebody's going to win. This ain't going to be on a tie. All right. This Unless bait was this, this... There's another little George bullshit that yeah. neither of us <laughs> yeah. No, I, th I think you'll get all three of these. All right. This bait was designed to be fished in a variety of ways, Texas rigged, wacky style, or even pitched into heavy cover. This soft plastic bait represents a very subtle, lifelike action that even highly pressured fish can't resist. They have a unique hook slot that provides better hookups and, uh, and are heavily salted, contain Bailey. live prey technology. Bailey. Uh, striking Ocho? Incorrect. Damn. Uh, they contain live prey technology and are a better value and don't tear up as fast as competition. What? <laughs> uh, I feel like this could be like 60 different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which beaver bait is this? Um, is this the the hook? Once slot you get this wrong, I'll give you a hint. That's the hook slot is why I went stick bait. Big bite baits fighting frog. Incorrect, and it is it is a worm. I will say that. Uh, a hook slot. Salt, the salt got me too. The salt was like that's why I went striking. Uh, it's a worm. It's a worm with a hook slot and live prey technology. Live prey technology? Who the fuck Son says that? Man. You can't put technology in a damn stick bait. Um, well, it's live prey technology. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. I, I think it's... Um... He's like, it's coming to me. <laughs> fuck, what's the name? Oh, my God. If you got a bar, you could steal. I'm trying to remember the freaking name of the... No, I have... I'm... God, I literally have it. Like, I literally have it in that room. You're gonna be so wanna... pissed when I say what it is. Uh, Yamamoto Senko. Incorrect. Yeah, you got up. <laughs> Bart, you got. Is, you it, got is it a curly tail worm? No. <laughs> God, then I, I have. It, I, I never. It wouldn't be what I thought it was. I was gonna say uh, freaking Berkeley General. No, Th that is the description of a yum dinger. Fuck me, that's why. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> I said it earlier in the show. Yeah, I know. Actually, that's why I didn't even say it. <laughs> God damn. At least it's not like him reading bait colors and Sobe just yelled reaction innovations every time. <laughs> every time. Like, even if he would have got it right, it's it like, wasn't, no, he it, didn't it wasn't use it. The first five times. It wasn't real. He never even did reaction innovations. <laughs> no, not once. All right. Here we go. A time tested classic. This is a direct descendant of a famed lure created by Virgil Ward over 50 years ago. Loaded with bite-sized appeal, it combines a lively split-tail grub with the brightness of a nickel-plated Colorado blade. Oh. It works great on a variety of species and can be fished like a traditional spinnerbait or rigged with a bobber and used to target suspended fish. Whether you're a seasoned professional or a first-time angler, no tackle box is complete without one of these. Uh, Bailey. Bailey. Uh, 
is jo- Johnson. Uh, fuck, what is the fake name? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I feel like it's something so basic, too. Oh, my uh, God. You're going to hate yourself. Spinner Grub. Like, what is it? Never mind. It's, it's not. It's not yeah. the spinner grub. I'm sorry. I literally have I some of these in remember. my boat right now. I just bought them. I know. I Everyone remember. does. I Everyone can't has remember them. what the name of it is. I want to look it up so bad. It's an inline <laughs> spinner. I don't know. Um, name, but... fuck. Maps. No. Damn it. No. Bailey, you got one more shot at it? Uh, I know it's a Johnson. That's uh, correct. I'll give you that. That is correct. But then I'm not getting it because I don't uh, know what that is. Fuck me. What is it called? I'll give you five seconds and then I'm going to tell you what it is and you're going to be pissed. Fry. <laughs> Spinnerbait. I don't know. The correct answer is the Johnson Beetle Spin. Oh, oh my God. God. Damn it. <laughs> Heard of that one? I know. Yeah, yeah. So Dude, that's so people. embarrassing. That's so There's so many Isn't people that... just screaming at their speakers know, right now. These what is funny because like I know what it is, right? So I'm just Dude, like, Bart. There's people driving down the road. Beetle spin. Beetle spin. There's car crashes <laughs> being caused because you didn't this get is, this correct. This is what every Minnesota bass angler throws in April when bass season closed, and they're like, "I'm crappie fishing." I'm crappie fishing. Yeah, Johnson uh, Beetle spin. There yeah. you go. All right, this is the last one. So where are we at with points? Still five to four. <laughs> Holy shit. You said so we is... were going to get the last three, and you were well, wrong fuck, about I the thought last you, what, I was yum dinger, beetle spin, and what I'm about to say. I thought this was a home run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All we right, fell so off is, the map. This is the last rapidly. one. However this shakes out, I have no idea. But, okay. Hot out of the molds and ready to pick apart structure. This bait was designed with the help of bass fishing legend Denny Brower. Made to be the ultimate flipping bait. Bailey. Stream- Bailey. Striking Rage Bug. Correct. Now we have a major problem because now it's tied. Just pull it up. <laughs> Just to pull up a random ass. All right. All right. I'm going to tackle warehouse right now. Here we go, boys. Denny Brower this- gave that one away. Yeah. Well, hey, they wrote it. It could have been the rodent, though. It could have been Space Monkey. Like, it could have been so many different ones. Well, if you would have heard the rest, you would have guessed. I just went with the most popular one. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the fuck. Okay, here we go. I'll I'll even tell you, like, what category it's in and everything. So I'm going to Tackle Warehouse right now. I'm going to the top sellers list. Top selling tackle. All right, here we go. This is a top seller currently at Tackle Warehouse. Oh, God. Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one soft bait for all your favorite techniques? Well, now there is. This bait is extremely effective on an A-rig, jig, spinnerbait, chatterbait, Texas rig, Carolina rig. Well, you get the picture. No matter how it's fished, this thin, sharp tail of this bait catches water and creates a distinctive swinging action it's also made with a special dual injection molding process which combines two Bart. different so Bart. kytec swing uh fat swing impact should i give it to him 
It's a swim. It's the Kaitech. Or is the it the other what? one? The Kaitech what? Swing impact fat. I'll give it to you. It's not the fat one, but. Oh, it's, it's a swing EV impact? <laughs> it's a, yeah, just it's the regular swing, one. It's a swing impact? Yeah, swing impact. Yeah, tech swing impact. They have yes. the regular and then the, yeah, the fat. But and yeah. they have the fat. Yeah. But the fat Probably, yeah. is not on the bestseller list. Really? I don't know why the well, jig thing threw me off. I was thinking like Demiki Stinger or something until you said A-Rig, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, right. you said the well, dual injection, and I was like, I've read that on Kitech before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, good game. Well, nice work, Bart. Got the dub there. But, yeah, thanks for playing, Bailey. Oh, yeah. You did You did crush some of those. I cannot believe you didn't get call shed, though. Yeah, I feel pretty embarrassed about that one. <laughs> Probably going to get fired if they, they listen to this. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll throw it on Insta, so it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that probably will be the number one clip from this, is the, you being like, I wrote that. <laughs> I'm totally going to send it to it's my boss, good. too. You're going to have to. And you're just sitting there just blank as shit, just being like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's hiding in plain sight, baby. <laughs> You literally wrote the damn press release, you idiot. Oh, that's funny. That was yeah. good. No. All right. Well, that that's very another good. one for 1v1. So that, that was, was good. good. Uh, and then, Bailey, if you need to go, I know you're in a different time zone. You can or weird. I was thinking we could we could divert from our schedule, Pink. Maybe do a little story time with Bailey. Um, yeah. That's good. I've never gotten to hear the story of how you won Ufala. And I mainly thought about this because I always see the social clip of you just getting freaked out by an alligator. Uh, and I don't think Pink's ever seen it. So you should, no. you should tell him about it. You got to, okay. I'll find, I'll find this clip. I got to send it to him. Is it on your All Instagram? Right, yeah. yeah. It's on my Instagram. I could probably send it to you. Cause I ended up posting it probably a couple of times. Cause it was pretty funny. Um, if we're going to do story time, can I grab a beer really fast? Yeah. Go for it. Go yeah, for it. it. I'm going right. to, I'm going to, I'm going to find this quick pink. You're going to laugh so hard. So what? Give just give me a little background on this alligator thing. Uh, he's in Before a kayak, comes story. around a corner, and a fucking monster alligator comes off the shore and scares the well, shit out and of him. And there's like in a tournament or what? Yes, it's in a tournament. It, it's incredible. Right. It is right. very I, good. I got to find it. This sounds like a clip though. that I would like to see. It 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 went very viral, if I remember right. Oh, it did. Maybe mm -hmm. I've seen it. Then. I'll probably you know what? I'll probably see it and be like, I saw that. I just I gotta I gotta find it though. Bailey would know where it is before I do. It's How pretty far back, but oh, I think okay. if you just go into my reels, it should be there. That's that's what I'm I'm going back. It's got like it's, twelve million views or something wild. Yeah, like I said, I was telling him, I'm like, it went really viral. Yeah, there it is. Found it. I went from like sixty five hundred followers to like like fifteen thousand. Like basically, I was wondering how you just, just blew because of that up. Clip? Just because yeah. of that one. Just it got shared 13,000 times. That's crazy, yeah. dude. And well, he won the tournament that... on top of it. It was it was great. But, Ryan, I'm sending it to you right now. Watch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll okay. dive into the uh, – we'll dive into all of you Fala. Yeah. Trying so to fill some So break it down. Here. This was – how long ago was this? A year? Last April. Okay. So, like, just a little over a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, there you go. I'm, I'm watching it right now. So, all right, little yak action. Little oh Jesus, 
big fucking gator. <laughs> the, the scariest part, if you look at the bubble trail of where it's swimming, it goes right under my kayak. Jesus. And that was like maybe four foot I love the like you panic. Like your adrenaline spiked so <laughs> high right there. I and will... you're just like, oh, because so, look as fast as you can. No, you know, because it loops, area. right? So. So I've, I've just seen it like three times because it loops or whatever. And literally the best is immediately your legs just go like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I start kicking really fast. <laughs> Dude, I got roasted in some of the comments, though. They're like, you fucking idiot. You kept pedaling forward. Like, what are you doing? Are you go-? Like going. Oh, because everyone's like, duh, you have to not pedal forward. Yeah. So I just like how what is Because yeah, so, so many people are in that situation daily. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I was I just fucked people back. I was like, yeah, I was trying to fish back there. Yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't imagine how mortified I'd be in a kayak. Turning it looked the like corner, a pretty good size one, too. Yeah, it was 10. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, and I've been to Eufaula, I mean, several times now, and I've seen how big the gators are there, and I'm always like, God, man, I'm Dude, glad I'm in everywhere. a big boat. And they're everywhere. So Damn. that one was way, way, way up in the river, like almost near the, the military base, and – uh Dude, there is un- like way more gators up there than the yes, uh, the, the lake. lake. Yeah, and uh, there's a clip on there too. I think it's like a couple after that one. That uh, so the guy that was leading on day one, we found this little backwater creek that the guy in day Sorry one the comments on this clipper. Dude, they're wild, right? <laughs> dude, the ones on Facebook are even crazier. Facebook ones go go wild. Oh, that just got me. You were telling that I just read a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, some people just don't know, man. Uh, it makes my day though. I love it. Uh, this dude that was leading after day one and myself, we had this one little Creek to ourselves. Uh, we went one, two after day one and literally at the end of day two, I have a clip like from like the last hour of this, like a local ended up coming in behind us. Um, and basically this giant freaking I couldn't tell you how big it was. The local told us she was like 11 or 12, but I, again, I don't know for certain, just like we so hobie decides to send us to gator country during breeding season of these things and this when when is breeding season april april April. (laughs) Uh, apparently then that's what the all the locals are saying and like apparently they so this gator was like 50 yards in front of me on the bank i'm going down one side of the bank the dude that was in first the day on day one brady stores was going down the left side of the bank and uh this gator lifts its tail out, lifts its head out like towards the sun and just lets out this big gruddle growl. And I'm just like sitting there looking. I look at Brady. I start like nervously laughing because it's only 50 yards in front of me and I'm trying to fish down it. And it's like right in front of like my best shit. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, I just kept fishing because I'm like, I'm stubborn. And Brady goes, glad I'm not on that side of the bank. And like the local goes behind us and he goes, that means two things. He goes, neither one do you want to be there for. And it basically must be, eat me or fuck me. One of the two. <laughs> and so I turned around. I said, peace. It's all yours. Oh, my God. Dude, that place is crazy. Is this the same spot where that clip is from? Yep. Same spot. <laughs> same spot where I, I that gator, famous gator clip, like right behind me is where I won that tournament. Oh, my God. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's wild, but especially okay. in a yak, like rolling into a situation. Yeah, like I that. knew you'd like that pink because pink's a 
Pink was a yak guy for a while. Then he then he bought a boat. But uh, <laughs> I I still yak. I still yak. But no, you, you got Pink smart. was a yak guy, and I was like, God, he would love this. Like seeing that clip, because yeah. like, what would you do? <laughs> oh my God, dude! Harvest. That's I just remember, man. I just like. Go ahead. I remember seeing that clip of you and texting. Just your face is just like, uh, like you're <laughs> so uncomfortable immediately. It's so great. I wish I had the chesty on that day. It would have been yeah. so much better. <laughs> Dude, I had another run in like that at Harris Chain. Like it, fish just started coming towards me. They're not fish. Good gosh. Gator, like probably a nine, 10 footer came just like was following me like 20 feet behind me. I was going down this. Uh, pad stretch and i just kept looking behind and it was still like the same distance so i never sped up or anything and i just like i got within I like I see fishermen like up ahead so i kept going kept looking back and kept fishing yeah. and like just like if, like if it stays there we're good but if it gets closer we're fine and i got to the <laughs> point where there were some boats within reach that i just like i say floor it in kayak terms i tried to pedal <laughs> fast and just so that i knew the people around me <laughs> and thankfully it didn't chase me but I don't know. Gators. I suppose they don't get as spooked from like a kayak than they would uh, like a bass boat or something, right? Like well, they see, probably have like. A... I, I mean, I don't know. Like they might look at it like it's another gator. <laughs> they, they well, that's what I'm saying. Like they must not like give a shit really because it doesn't make any of the same sound or like has the same presence or whatever. Yeah. So like that clip's not even the craziest clip that came out of that tournament week. So Christine, oh, really? Christine Fisher, uh, she's probably one of the biggest names in kayak fishing. Yeah. She got she got chased out by like a freaking monster, like Jeez. chased like full born like she didn't have a motor on her kayak, she might have been toast like this thing straight up chased her out like through a wake, like bad. So this this shit's like happening like this happens often in these southern swings, huh? Yeah, if they decide the to bring field? us there for breeding season, otherwise. Oh, in April. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like every time I ever like I'm fairly comfortable now fishing around gators like. Yeah, I was in a creek in uh, uh, Florida, and there was like four of them to me, like surrounding me, basically. And I was fine. Like they're they're more afraid of you than you are of them. Is what I've learned quickly. But it's still like a little it. weary though. Like when you see a big one, like ah. Uh. But like, like it, once if you, his once... nose hits my kayak the wrong way, like yeah. I'm I'm food. <laughs> but do you I mean Bart? You well, probably think the same yeah. way too, though. Like once you've been in Gator Country, like the the idea of like when you see a log on the surface back when you're up north, you still think Gator right away. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it never it's leaves. Like you get back, when you get back from down south, you're like, what the? What are you doing here? And then you yeah. get up and you're like, oh, oh, oh well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the middle of Lake Erie, and I'll see a stick that looks like a Gator head, and I'll be like, like for a second, you just kind of like flinched. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but no. Uh, so diving into that, I wanted to bring that clip up. But yeah, I I've never heard the story or anything really of how that all went down or gotten a chat with you about it. Uh, so obviously, kind of set the stage. You went and fished the Hobie. So like, there's the big national league yep. basically of kayak yeah, now, and kayak bass fishing's gotten enormous. Um, so you go and fish that heads to you fall alabama like when do you get down there how do you attack it like what's the week like like what are you doing yeah so uh that was and i'm totally gonna sneak away and grab a beer real quick so i'll be back in a second but just go ahead and talk i'll catch up yeah you're good (laughs) uh that was the last tournament i ever fished out of uh well i car topped a nissan ultima with my 
Hobie all the way down to Alabama. Outstanding. Um, put this, yeah, put that car through the freaking ringer, man. I sent it back to the dealership with a fender hanging off of it. I tried to off-road it in Texas. Oh um, yeah, uh, it was time for a new, new vehicle. Was it was like a rental car or what? No, it was just my my Ultima that I just beat the oh, living shit. crap okay. out of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went down the weekend before the event because I was trying not to take days. I took a few days off of work for practice, but I didn't want to take a day off for travel. So I would drive down, start driving like the Friday night before. That way, you know, I could stop somewhere along the way, fish, get some extra content, that sort of thing. And uh, so I drove down, got there uh, Sunday morning and literally got set up just in time for like this freaking southern knockdown drag out thunderstorm that lasted for like 10 hours uh and the lake rose like almost half a foot and just completely turned it into chocolate milk that yeah and like you you follow does not fluctuate very much no at all so that type of rain really affects it yeah it was like i mean you put a, a black and blue jig like in the surface of the water and you can't see it type of deal. Like it was that yeah. dirty. And, uh, for, I would, I, Monday, Tuesday were work days for me. So my campsite, I would work. And then when I get off meetings at like three or four o'clock, I go fish for the rest of the day. I caught maybe one fish each evening, like actually like really trying, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. I had full days of practice. Friday was somewhat full day. We had to be at registration at like four o'clock. Um, all of Wednesday and Thursday, I think I caught two fish the entirety of the two days, like actually trying to catch fish went around. Uh, I think I hit like 13 or 14 different ramps, like was trying to cover water. So uh, everywhere I went so was when, the, when you're practicing for a kayak derb, are you like, I know you're a grapher and deep water guy, but down yeah. there where you just like shallow cover water, like what, what's a kayak practice like in comparison to like, uh normal bass boat you know what i mean like i just run everywhere but you got to deal with other shit because like you can't just pedal a reservoir yeah so like i mean you kind of hit it on the head like i'm an i'm an offshore guy i mean it's at fault for me being a smallmouth guy up north that's just what i'm comfortable with like i love chasing like noah schultz is a great way to kind of describe how my mind works not as good as his but like how he he likes to be offshore whether it's grass or rock pile whatever he doesn't like to be on the bank all that much but he'll do it like and he can do it like when he when he needs to uh i'm kind of the same way like i I like to fish shallow but i only like to do it in tournaments when i need to uh so i tried graphing for a little while but just seeing how dirty the water was i i got found a couple brush piles and there wasn't a damn thing in them um so i kind of just did a mix of but i mean it's different every tournament obviously you mean you understand that bart like time of year different body of water it's going to depend on if you're going to try more shallow or more offshore. Uh, but I could tell basically from what was happening is the bluegill spawn was happening and it was a heavy shad spawn. So that's why I decided like after the first day, pretty much decided I wasn't going to go offshore. Uh, there was a few fish there, but like they weren't firing cause it was so dirty. So I tried it. At, when you think about it, when it's that dirty of water, if it, if it's deep, it's more surface for them to like, not it's harder for you to put a bait in front of their face where if you're fishing dirt shallow, it's a way easier to put a, a bait in their face. Um, so I, all of Thursday I was shallow running so much stuff. I would think I went like, I even tracked it that, that week. I think I went like 92 something miles, uh, in the kayak. And that was before I had a motor on the kayak. So I was pedaling. Um, Damn. the, the so last wait, but- 
just real quick. So for these, these tournaments, I've done a couple like local kayak mm-hmm. tournaments and I don't know if it's the same for these. Can you just like, is it from one takeoff point or can you access it from different, any, anywhere any public access? Anywhere else. So public. you could like, you could drive 20 miles down the lake and put in again. Yep. In the, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, uh, I went all over like the main lake on Thursday and then it came to the point where I wasn't finding anything productive. And I tried so many different things uh, from that week that on Friday, I literally just started driving. I Well, what I did Thursday night is I pulled up Google Maps and I said, okay, so if it's all this dirty water is coming from the river north to south, I said, I want to find fingers that are that one don't have any water draining into them and are pointing north. Because if there's no water draining in, there's no way for it to get dirty. And if it's pointing north, there's it's a lot harder for that current to wrap and go up. So if I could do that, then there's going to be at least some clear water. So I ran a couple of them. Uh, one of them, like I couldn't really tell if there was a creek running into it or not. And they did. So they were dirty. And I finally ran all the way, way up the river, almost to the military base. Um, where it's like, it, it's basically the main river comes off this giant flat bar. You probably even know what I'm talking about. And then there's a few fingers that come off the flat and like wrap up almost kind of like making a circle. Uh, And basically I could see back in there from Google earth that should be clear, but it was like a two mile pedal and it was like Friday. I was like, what do I have to lose? So I drove all the way up. It was like an hour and a half from my campsite because you fall is pretty damn long. Um, And I pedaled two miles back up and I round this bend dude. And I just see uh, hyacinth mats and the water. You could see the mud line. And it's like this gin clear Florida water. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Please be a bass. The promised land. <laughs> yeah. I was like, please be a bass. And it was like maybe 11 a.m. I threw a spinnerbait down this hyacinth mat just like just to chuck something. All I brought, I think, was like a, a flipping bait and a spinnerbait thinking it was all going to be dirty. And like, dude, my first cast down the hyacinth mat, I caught a five pounder. And, I'm, and I was like okay, let's make sure it's not like a fluke. And it was like three casts later, caught another two pounder. I'm like, I'm out. Peace. This is where I'm coming. Like, this is the only thing where I got bites. And uh, I didn't realize what the potential that little place actually had. And so only two of us found it and boogied that. I found it on the Friday, Friday afternoon, drove straight to registration from there. So then are those, so like Derby morning, Saturday morning, is it a multi-day Derby or is it one day? Two day Two dayer. So you drive up there Saturday morning. I'd imagine mm-hmm. you're amped up. Like, do you guys all launch at the same time then? Or like what do the times go? Like, how does I mean for guys who listen to this podcast who maybe aren't nearly into the kayak game like you are, like, how does that whole process work compared to a tournament blast off? You know, we're used to boat numbers getting called, rolling out. Like, how how does your morning go? And then how does tournament morning go? Yeah, so um, which sometimes tournaments like later in the summer, they will be eight and a half hours long, but majority of the time they're like early season, like April, May, that sort of thing. They're uh, only eight. Uh, so I believe if I'm recalling correctly, that tournament was five 30. You can launch, you can be in the water. I say at like four, four 30 if you wanted, but you can't be more than a hundred feet from the launch. Uh, and there's still, there's some honor code to the kayak scene, of course, um, being that you can't, you know, being at so many different ramps, you can't regulate anything. Uh, but uh, it's kind of honor code and everybody's expected to kind of police each other to an extent when it comes to small stuff like that. Uh, but it's launch at 530 and first cast at six o'clock. 
Um, so six o'clock first cast and you can fish till two o'clock. That's last cast. And then you have, uh, I believe it was submissions by three o'clock because what it is, is you, everyone has the same board. You have to buy the same board. That way it's, there's no different brands that can be, you know, any sort of, it's a level playing field. Uh, and it's your five longest fish and you have to submit those fish to the tourney X app by three o'clock. Otherwise your fish don't count for that day. Um, so which is some, you have to factor in some things like you follow. doesn't always have the greatest service around it. So you like, you would have to get off early if you have to drive. I heard somebody, I heard had to drive like 45 minutes just to go submit their fish. They have to get off early, submit them in time, like drive out just to get some cell service. Um, so that's kind of the, how the day will shape up, but it was just, uh, I was kind of nervous to see who would show up, who might've found it. Cause it wasn't a big Creek. Um, it was maybe a half, not even a half a mile, uh, from where the clear water started and started pedaling back. There was like 10 people at the ramp and started pedaling way back there. Thankfully, most people went right, went up the river, but me and the dude that was in, uh, in first pedal, only ones that pedaled back and we already knew each other. So it was nice that you, cause some of them like there's racing involved. Okay, which is kind of funny watching people pedal just fast and oh, like you're going to the same area, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we knew each other, and we just started talking, like telling telling each other straight up where we're going. And so it was a nice, easy pedal back to where we were going, just chit chatting. Like, um, and that's the nice part about the kayak stuff is not as cutthroat as some of the boat stuff is. So like, you can work together with guys pretty easy. So like, we decided like we're kind of be fishing the same stuff to an extent. So like you care if I start here, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to start here. And they kind of can almost quote unquote work together and that you're not like getting in each other's way type of deal. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, the first day, um, we pedaled back and, uh, we, with a shad spawn, you kind of have to get, you have to catch them early and like catch them good because about 10 30 to 11 o'clock, your bite's going to die. And it's going to be very, very hard to catch fish from 11 to two. Um, and so like both tournament days, I didn't catch a single bass after probably like 10 45. Um, Damn. so you had to make hay early. Um, and so all, every single one of my fish, uh, it came to the point where on day two, all I brought was two rods and they're both spinnerbait rods. And that's all I brought no tackle or no additional tackle. I brought like spinnerbait boxes, extra line, but other than that, no graph, no nothing, no other baits in my boat, no plastics, literally just board net and some spinner baits and extra line and an extra rod in case I broke some. Um, and so day one just kind of started off where I was like, I always go, I always say like, I, you can hear it sometimes in my videos. I always just say one cast at a time, one fish at a time, like one bite at a time, one fish at a time, because I, I'm so superstitious about crap where I'm like, Oh, I got, if I start talking ahead of myself, like if I have one fish and I start talking about, I need a big limit for the day. Like, my superstitious mind goes like, Hey, you're getting way too ahead of yourself. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I got to slow down like one step at a time. Yeah, um, once we get to, once we get to five, we can start talking about 20, but yeah. like, yeah, we'll uh, start one, talking one, upgrades when we get there. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's not even, in I our would be a terrible yet. partner for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause pink and I are fishing this is a sides tangent, but last Tuesday, pink and I are fishing this place <laughs> and he's like, dude, we're going to catch 20. And just I'm like, get a bite. Yeah, we'll but even, even I'm like, dude, we just need four quick ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's already talking about four quick ones so that we can upgrade. I'm like, I would like a bite. Yeah. Let's <laughs> like, yeah. start on that first bite. That's yeah. how that's how Andy and I are. Andy and I are really bad though. We're like, 
we'll have 22 pounds in the box. We'll call it 16. Like we shoot, yeah. we super undercut all of our fish. Like I'll put them on the scale and it'll say I like just try five to keep two. the vibes up. Yeah, like, you know. Hey. Well, see, I like I like <laughs> the one step at a time or like undercutting your fish kind of mentality because that keeps your brain thinking you got to keep going. Like it, you keep yeah. the foot no, on the gas. Good. Because if you keep thinking you're like, oh, like we got them, you kind of like we're good, put on the brake yeah. a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had day one. I had a limit uh, by I think like seven thirty. It's like an hour and a half in. And I was kind of taking my time, and I end up uh, with with one. It's well, one day derbs. I never look at the standings because you can look at the standings in the kayak tournaments. Um, yeah, you can look at them all up until I think the last two hours on day two, and they shut them off, so you can't see them. Uh, but day one, I was kind of checking the standings. I was like, if bites are so, I was talking to some people who I trust, and I was like, they weren't getting bites at all. I'm like, if this is gonna be a grinder. I want to know when I need to stop, like, because I don't want to be wasting any fish that I don't need to. Um, yeah. Cause like I got nothing else. So I'm going to see y'all here tomorrow. Like it's, it's, and so I had my, I had bites and I think like I had a small limit and I was in like fourth or fifth, uh, at the time. And so I decided I was going to try to upgrade and I upgraded to like, a, I think like 86 something. I had basically the same limit every day besides the thing was a half inch difference, uh, from day one to day two, but day one, it's had more consistent, like three pounders. So like Bart, like weight wise, I think I had like fifteen ish pounds day one, and maybe like seventeen ish day two. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, and yeah, so I just basically all I did was get literally my kayak was on the hyacinth mats. I couldn't get bit on a frog in there. Couldn't get bit punching them. Couldn't get bit throwing a chatter bait. It was only like a big, uh, it was a big accent spanner uh, spinner bait, and yeah, with like a big paddle tail. Mashes there. It does. It does. And uh, I had a big old paddle tail. Uh, it was Kytec fat swing impact on the back. Uh, and what I would do is I would cast past, like I see a point in the highest and cast past it, bring my line over and then reel it under the mat. Hmm. It was only when the bait got under the mat was when I would get hit, which made no so sense to me. Like positioned underneath of it, but they wanted, they wanted something comes like swimming by. It was super weird, dude, because like I was like, how are they under there? And I can't get bit punching. Like mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense. And it was, I think so. What it was is that I could see there was a small shad spawn in the hyacinth mats, but there was just not as much shad as there were on like some of the harder points where there was so much shad there that you couldn't get you couldn't possibly fathom trying to get a bass to eat your bait because there's so much bait there that it was too much. Whereas in the mats, I think there was just enough where you could get your bait in front of a fish and they would actually eat. Well, dude, and that like on, from my experience on you follow with that spinner bait too, like you throw it by the brush piles out there, like you can throw a worm into them. You can throw everything into them, but you reel that spinner bait by it. Dunk. Yeah. Yeah. And but if they're like, keyed up, they're fuck. keyed up. Yeah. They're keyed so in on it. Like, like it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You're reeling it under the mat. That's wild. Yeah, that's when I got all my big bites is when I could do that. There was three different mm-hmm. high percentage spots, uh, percentage spots on Hyacinth mats. I had three different mats out of fish, uh, and they all had like a little key like point off of them. Uh, and that's where I got all my big bites. Um, so like I, I upgraded twice and I was in like second. And then I said, I'm just going to fish through my stretch one time, just fully once, and I'll see where we land. And by the end of it, it was like, 10 15 10 30 uh 
and I was in like, I think I was in first at that point. And I said, okay, it's 1030. Like the worst case we're going to do, we're going to fall to like, we're going to still be in the top 10 for tomorrow. So I said, I left that area and went and fished some random stuff. I ended up upgrading on some random freaking like a Hyacinth mat, like is this big, maybe like in the main river, I just threw a spinnerbait by it and got hit. I'm like, there's no way I get bit on this thing, but I was getting bit on Hyacinth mats all day. So I pitched at it and upgraded. I was like, that's lucky. It was a bonus fish. Um, day two, uh, I ended up because my campground was such a piece of crap. Uh, they actually locked everybody in at night. You couldn't leave. Like if your vehicle, was I passed, remember that you were yeah. posting stuff. So when you drive into the campground, there's this giant boat ramp, public boat ramp. And then there was a big gate to get into the campground that was like on the water. And my site was on the water and everything was perfect, except for the fact that one, my power outlet didn't work. So I had to walk half a mile to the laundry room to charge my batteries every night and to edit. So I'd oh have to plug God. in there because they wouldn't give me a new site. Uh, and I had to leave my car a half a mile in the parking lot, which I heard is terrible for people breaking in every night. And I had to walk back to my campsite because if I wanted to get out before sunrise and for the tournament to start, I'd have to leave it there because I wouldn't be able to leave. It, dude, it was, it was horrible. Um, so I slept in my car at the boat ramp all the way up and there's no lights in this parking lot. No, nothing. It was very sketch. like glass all over the parking lot where the parking spot. Of course. Are. And I'm like, you know what? I was sitting there. I'm like, these bass better freaking be there tomorrow. This crap is going to do it. Yeah. So I slept in my freaking car. <laughs> and of course, it's all loaded up because I'm leaving like right after the tournament to drive 18 hours back north. And so I'm sitting straight up, like trying to sleep, barely slept, and uh, just ran the same thing. And dude, it was like maybe 30 minutes into the day. I had my limit already, 30 minutes and way ahead of schedule. And it was like seven o'clock and I caught a six and a half pounder that was like a quarter of an inch off being big bass, the tournament. I remember freaking out more than I've ever freaked out. I was actually contemplating not putting it into the video because I was so embarrassed of how I reacted. But at the same point in time, like I was juiced up. So I'm like, screw it. Like, this is real. Like, this is yeah. real emotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that raw emotion, man. That's yeah. Sick. So I put that in there. I looked at the camera. And I, I've never, ever. This is the only time in my life I actually felt a little bit embarrassed afterwards. But I was a little bit arrogant. I looked at him like it's done, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like it's over. And uh, I called up three more times after that, and uh, I was just like sitting there. I tried to. I got arrogant for a little bit, and I tried to bring myself down to earth. Of like, hey, idiot, somebody's gonna smoke them. Like, you need to keep going. And I it was like ten o'clock, and my phone was already going off. Of like, Pete, my friends who have like podcasts, they're like, hey, dude, can we get you to like as our guests on Monday to talk about your win? And I'm like, dude, like this thing's not even over yet. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, you're leading by 11 inches or something crazy. And yeah. so I was, I fished the rest of the day and I think I won by like six or seven inches or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which dude, in the kayak I, world is a ton. It's like when it, like you have 24 pounds and second place is like 20. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I so like I said, I've, I've done a few kayak tournaments around here. There's like a, uh minnesota kayak fishing association does like a ton mm. of these summer whatever tournaments these that tourney acts and all that and dude i feel like the like yeah granted it's still like it's still a tournament thing you're catching them but i dude i stress out uploading fish to that thing dude like especially when you have a good one like you have one over 20 and you're like 
you're like, swear to God, if this doesn't work right, like if if I like mess this up somehow, like I stress big time. Like you gotta, like you, you, you gotta, learn to get a process down. And like yeah. once you learn that process and you do it enough. Like when I was early on, because like I'm not somebody that when I do something I can half-ass it. Like if I do something, I have to go full bore into it. This is my personality. I can't go like half. Like I would take days where i wouldn't fish tournaments yet but i would just pretend it was a tournament and i put every single fish on the board and take a picture yeah like practice it um as long as the mouth is closed the tail's on the board uh you got your identifier in the picture and as long as you take a somewhat halfway decent picture where you can see those three key components you're fine that's that's all it is but i learned there's an easy trick to like knowing the so like i i take probably it's bad but i take like 20 30 pictures every fish Cause like yeah. you never know where it's a fish in a fish might be 20 and a half inches, but it's not, it's not, you know, cooperating. And so it's tail right. more like 20 right. and a quarter. Yeah. So I just put it on burst and I just like move the fish to where it needs to be. And so I have like so right. many photos, but you go in your album and you heart the one that you want to submit. So sure. that way, you know, cause if you go on turn X, you can find the one that stands out versus going through 40 photos. Picture, right. Figure out right. Which one well, that makes sense. Yeah. I just, cause that's the thing. Like you could catch a really good bag or like have a giant and then like fail to upload it properly. And like yeah. you even caught these awesome fish. Like, it's not like you just chuck them in the live well and you're good. You know? Yeah, no, like, I mean, that's, that's the one thing I don't like. Uh, and it's just the nature of the beast of the kayak fishing style of tournaments is like, uh, I'll give you an example of where it burned me is you need to, you can't have multiple fish on board. Like you can't put one in your net and then cast again, like a fisher school and that type of thing. You need to get it on your board. You have to take a picture of it and you have to let it go. Uh, you don't have to submit it, but you have to at least get a picture of it. You can't hold multiple fish at the same time. Uh, and this bird me, uh, one of my first national tournaments I ever fished uh, on Lake Chickamauga. And there was like 90, I think it was like 98 anglers or 102 or something like that. Um, I got like, I think I was like 17th place at the end of the day with like three fish. Like it was that bad. Uh, But I had a a 19 and a half that got DQ'd because I had them schooling in front of me, caught 19, put it on the board, took quickly, took pictures, threw it back in, started casting again. Didn't take a second to look through my pictures to make sure I had a good one. Mm -hmm. I had all the fish was clear the whole way, but only half of my identifiers in the picture. You can still say it said, you can say, you can still see Chickamauga. And bass yep. logo, and they still wouldn't take it, but because but it has to have one hundred percent of it in the picture, yeah. Because of that, they decued that fish. Now would have got me like top eight or something like that. Oh, dude. So yeah, it's it's a it's a wild thing. But man. It's, it's everyone's just, playing by the same rules, so it's right. like it's just part of it. But it's like right. it's a it's totally other thing you got to process through, and like I don't yeah. know. It's a like lot. I said, I the ones I've done, I was still like, it, they worked out fine, you know, whatever, but it's just like a, an added stress to like, okay, I just caught this fish, especially like when you hook like close to the kayak and then like get them in, they're still pretty green mm-hmm. and like getting them to oh, chill dude. out on the board and you got one hand and you're like, Oh, fuck. small mouth for <laughs> sure. Like we went to uh, the Susquehanna river last year. And of course I didn't bring my pro angler, which is like a bigger kayak. I brought an inflatable Hobie called the eye trek. And so there's no gunnels on these things or yeah. any way to trap the fish in. And so river, smallmouth, Susquehanna river, inflatable kayak. Like, and I was a dummy using treble hooks. Like I was freaking out like a little girl. Every time they dive under the boat, it's like, please don't hook the kayak. Yeah. Please don't hook the kayak. Like I don't need to pop this thing. Uh, and then trying to get him on the board to stay still was a uh, surprise. I didn't lose a fish. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did one. I did one kayak pike tournament, and measuring the fish was just no. Thank. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna keep doing that. It was fun, but it's like you catch a 35 inch pike and you try to measure them in your kayak, and you're like, this is dumb. Yeah. Because they're even like in the rules, you're like you're allowed to paddle to shore to do it, but I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna drag this fish to like you know paddle it 100 yards to shore, and then what? Yeah. It's still going to be an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and with a pike too, you yeah. got the camera like up here. And you have to have the, the board that folds open because most of the are like 30 inch boards, like the cog drops or whatever. So then they allow you to use that like Rapala one that like folds out. But it's like, then you got to have this full, you can't just like lay it on your lap because it's like a hinged board. It's yeah, dude, yeah. it's a, yeah, I don't know. People do it though. I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I avoid the toothy ones at all costs. Unless they're a walleye, I don't want them. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. That's sick though. That, uh, I mean, like a, a two day event like that where you feel like you got something going, like that's a sick feeling. Like you, I mean, did, do, do you have people like vulching in on your area? Cause they obviously know you did good day one, right? No, the, uh, the guy from day one that was leading Brady, he was had a, he had a pretty rough day two. Um, and he in the same had, area or yeah, same area. So there was yeah. like, there was one Creek that was pretty good and there was like a little finger off of it. And that's where he fished most of the time day two. Cause he did well there day one. Um, and, uh, he, he struggled pretty, he think he felt a fourth um but it was like a considerable amount that he dropped uh inches wise uh he he just came by and he like he was super respectful about it because he was checking standings like came over he's like hey you're having a good day whatever he goes he goes i know you were fishing that bank but you're not fishing right now do you care if i fish it and like he was in there all i couldn't like it's not like something you can tell him no and like it was pat it was like 12 30 so it was like if he got a bite he's gonna earn it so it's like, right. yeah, like, yeah, go ahead, dude. Like you have as much right to this water. We were sharing it. So it's the other than that. Now I didn't have anybody impede that's on it. Sick. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Damn. And then getting off the water you have, well, you were getting the text early, but like afterwards, it's just got to be mental with your phone. Well, you, and you knew, Did you, you knew you won before you got back, right? Or no? Well, I, I mean, I had, we all get, as tournament guys, you get, you get those gut feelings. Like right. if you if you won enough tournaments, you kind of get that gut feeling of like, I mean, sure there's surprises, but there's those gut feelings of like, I, I think I got it. But like, yep. And there's some people that full bore steer into that. They're like, I got this thing. I already won. They're telling everybody at the ramp. But I'm like, I had people texting me like as I was getting off. Like my buddy's calling me, like congratulating whatever. And I'm like, dude, hey, it's not awards yet. Like somebody could have right. submitted the last two hours. Like I don't know yet. Like it's you follow. There's giants here. Like yeah. anything can happen. Uh, so as much as that, like I noticed there was sometimes though, I had to turn music off and everything in the car on my drive. It was an hour and a half drive to the wards. Oh, I was that far. I was that far up the river. And yeah. I was like, I had to turn all the music off because there was times, dude, I was getting excited and like starting to rock out. And I'm just like, I got to calm down because I'm going to say yeah. stupid. I'm going to get energetic and like, it's going to be bad. And uh, so I didn't know. I try. I had a feeling, I had a gut feeling that I won, but, at the same point in time, I was forcing my brain to say, Hey, contain yourself. Like there's going to be people watching the live stream for awards. You're representing people. Calm down. Because when I get excited, I'm a loser, man. I'm such a, like, <laughs> I say, I go, I just get too excited and I just say stuff like, 
it's not anything bad. I just like I'm just a dork. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> like if people just look at me, they'll just laugh. They'll laugh at me. That's all it is. It's nothing like bad. But I'm just like if you want to represent yourself well, calm down. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it ended up like the tournament director dude. He he gave me a heart attack because I thought because the guy it was up me and two guys left and uh, it was two guys left me and another guy Ron Champion and he was like so Ron had this crazy late day comeback. He goes, but it wasn't enough. And I was like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I had a heart attack. I thought I lost. But then after that, I blacked yeah. out my whole speech on stage or whatever. Just like, I was kind of wild. But That's so cool. sick, dude. No, congrats. So that's badass. I didn't know that that happened, but that's super cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, what was it? It was 3,200-mile 30, trip uh, for out of a plastic boat for 10 and a half grand. Which Love I think it. it was like a, it was a little bit over eleven grand because I uh, double dipped on a local tournament that first day and got like second or third. Nice. That's yeah. the cool <laughs> thing about the yak stuff. You can kind of like jump yeah. in other other online ones and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, as long as you have to be there, as long as you don't have to be at awards, like you can just hop in and you can yeah. win because they pay PayPal most of the time. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's clutch. Like you don't have to worry about it. You just go yeah. home when you want to. Show up. Well, like those. Show up. Those ones that I've done where you have the identifier in there, you see people, they post their thing, and they got like four of them across the top. You know? <laughs> yeah. doing, they got four derbies rolling at one time. 20 different codes. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we're all in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, sweet. Cool. That's awesome. Well, I guess, I mean, we, we ran this. We did it, Pink. We made it yeah, through I with think, the short badge. That was awesome. Yeah, Bailey thanks for coming on, in. Bailey. That was sweet. Helped a and, ton. Uh, yeah. Anytime. Anytime, boys. That was fun yeah no we appreciate it thank you everybody for listening um i'm still really bad at telling people to subscribe early i always do it when we're at uh hour two and a half <laughs> yeah but hey so subscribe, if, you're still, you know? if you're still here you're hey. probably subscribed but if if you haven't we would appreciate it uh but yeah thank you everybody for listening to another episode of passive barb and we will see you on the next one